Amazon. Yeah. Ching, 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 ching. Things get bought. Bezos gets richer. And <laughs> yeah, I guess we're just going to jump straight into it. We're in it. Hello. We're oh, in we it. We're started. We're 12 seconds in. Okay, great. Um, we're how, how are we doing this? <laughs> Uh, we never really know how to start these things. We kind of just sometimes we just start it while talking, and then we'll just have the conversation just go into it. Just go into it until it naturally comes to hey, everybody, it's us. You know, um, what what episode are you guys on? This is three. Yeah, yeah, three, three. Yeah. Okay. Do I sound okay in here? My mic yeah, sounds sound a little. Sound pretty good. Um, yeah. Yeah. So All this right. is. I think we do it like every. 13 episodes or like no because the first the first 13 the last one the first volume was like 10 episodes well we just found out that we gotta make this season decently fast because he might be to Tudalu soon I might be in Europe for like a month so whoa what are you doing out there uh anything and everything one of my best one of my best friends is out there doing study abroad and um I just quit my job so I don't really have anything else to do power to you my friend and That's i'm just waiting for my passport to get in and then i'm out Wait. i literally just turned in my passport documents like two days ago oh shit yeah. first time ever so it's gonna be like weeks for sure but yeah it's, it's gonna, gonna be, be a minute months yeah. yeah yeah i put mine in middle of february so i'm a hope i'm like fingers crossed that uh these ticket there the passport gets in like late april because i'm gonna book my ticket for like may 1st or like my buddy just like f- may my buddy forged uh forged his like passport <laughs> well like he didn't forge his passport yeah. he he like faked that he had a business trip planned like in two weeks and he got his passport like within that week oh, shit. he just had to like make this fake like letter from his boss and uh yeah dude, i don't know i didn't know you <laughs> sketchy could do that. he was like dude you should just do it i'm like i'm good like i don't i'm, I'm going somewhere in november <laughs> <laughs> i didn't i didn't know you could do that like i know you could expedite it but there's places in detroit too i mean depending on where you go you can get them like same day but what? it's it's just, you got to pay some money for sure. And I wouldn't I don't know how legitimate they are or what what ties they're turning and what they're doing and stuff. But I know there's some people you can get some same day passports if if you're ever in a pickle. I should have hit you up before I did this. <laughs> I would have been gone already. All right. So as of like right now, Trey, this is Trey talking. Yo, yo, everybody. Um, Trey, do you want to introduce yourself? Yeah, my name's Trey Sarmento. I also do some photo video work. I run a company called Drop Creative, and we do a lot of recording and taking photos and stuff. <laughs> Dude, you guys do it like it all, I swear. Yeah, yeah. We, we, we have a big scoop. Um, a lot of times I just say we do pretty much everything besides weddings. So, mm. <laughs> you know. Um, Fair enough. John sometimes, yeah, John sometimes disagrees with me. And, I mean, whatever. Sometimes the money's there for sure, but bridezillas and momzillas man they're they're tragic and they can be do you have angry. any, do you have any uh, <laughs> horror stories from that um no i mean i've just dealt with i mean we've probably done like 10 wedding. i mean i've probably done like 10 weddings and under my belt and stuff and i've just dealt with some that i mean weddings wedding video i haven't done photos before that's kind of a lot of responsibility but oh, yeah. wedding videos and stuff those are all just kind of pretty cookie cutter like copy paste algorithms mm-hmm. if you will um so like that's one reason why i don't really like them but then yeah we've just had a couple instances where like brides are trying to expect like footage from us like two years after the wedding oh, and it's wow. like yo we don't have that or like just very entitled people i would say to keep it short <laughs> no that makes a lot of sense because that's a whole different realm like that's somebody's one like one moment 
Yeah. Yeah. It's a, yeah. I mean, it's, it's their, their one day. So they obviously like everything yeah. they want at the drop of a dime at that day and stuff. But like, and I get it a hundred percent, but I just don't want to be the, yeah. the back end of that. If it's, you will. it's like, you're, it's like you're, you're literally walking into potentially someone's dream since they were, since they were a child, hundred you know? percent, and yeah. you're, you're expected to work with that and live up to their expectations that they've been working with for decades at that point. So it can be pretty stressful. I get it. Being um, to so many weddings too. It's crazy. Just how quick they're like done and over with. And it's like, boom, 40 grand, like yeah, just yeah. like a couple hours, you know, and it's like, Oh, a dinner and a, a nice little handshake. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and you're like, I got it. That's yeah. what's up. Yeah. But yeah, we do a lot of, I mean, not weddings, but I would say like <laughs> documentary work, live event work. We've, we've done a ton with uh Mersive and a couple other DJs in that, in that whole realm and stuff. Um, a lot of cut and dry stuff. We have a lot of stuff with Cranbrook schools and all that, but yeah. you know, like I said, like a huge, huge scoop under the under the sun. So. Is there any like projects that stick out that that made an impact on you? Um, I mean the the PSA projects and the ice projects that we did with Courtney Bell and stuff. I know a handful of you guys, if not everyone in this room, uh, helped out on that. Yeah. Um, that was just really cool. I would say that project alone, PSA specifically stands out probably to the the most memorable shoot just because it was like a three-day shoot and we like people helped out where they could and like we had i mean 30 plus people on that set you know so it was it was really cool just to be able to work with everybody and have that like community come together um but there's always those cool projects that come along the live event stuff's always like a a blast to film immersive has been getting pretty big so it's cool to kind of be on that journey with him as well so yeah. yeah, but PSA for sure stands out. Yeah, I, that was like I remember that so well because it was like the first production I've been a part of that felt like a like a big big production, like a real big time production. Like it was, it, it, was mm-hmm. yeah. it was something you would see in a movie almost, like a movie of a movie being made. That's right. that's what it felt like, and it was it was dare I say magical. You know? <laughs> the magic was definitely in the air those those days. Um, that was right before COVID too, wasn't it? Like the initial lockdown. 2020, yeah. Yeah, that Pre- was like January-ish. Oh, or yeah. no. Pre-lockdown, yeah. Yep. Damn. Because we were doing, we were literally flying to ICE. We did ICE right after PSA and we were flying to Miami and everyone was looking at us like we were insane because we had masks <laughs> on on the plane. They're yeah. like, who the hell are these fucking like people with these black masks on and stuff? Yeah, we're from Michigan. It's cool to swear on this, right? By the way. Huh? It's cool to swear on this, right? Oh, yeah. Okay, cool. cool. Yeah. Wasn't sure if you're trying to market to like the four and five year olds and stuff. <laughs> oh wow! I don't even know if we're marketing this. Like we're just like it's do just a thing, you know. Dude, the younger younger crowd's a big audience. You know, that's a big selling point. That you gotta you gotta think yeah, about that. They're on the phones the most. Oh yeah, it's hilarious, but it's true. On YouTube, they have like a if you're uploading videos, they have like a thing that you can check. Like, hey, do you want this to go? You know, be advertised to kids, mm-hmm. and it's like, I know it's a huge audience, and I can make bank, but I'm swearing a lot, so no. But uh. Yeah, it's. I don't think I've ever un, unchecked that because there's so many like rules and stipulations. Like oh, yeah. if you <laughs> say hell, I'm pretty That's sure you get. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> not not very kid friendly. Wait, do can we put like just audios in it, like on YouTube, make like a good visual? Yeah. Yeah, we could. Yeah, we could do that with like podcasts and stuff. Are you saying to like upload these onto YouTube? Yeah. Instead, we had a recording a whole ton of shit, which is like make like a visual. Like go through that and then have like different frequency and then people just talking. 
just makes I know. Sure. If you want to be lazy, just like, I don't know, just code some type of algorithm or something. No, we... I was going to say on our podcast, because our camera always cuts out because we're never like we don't have someone manning it. So it's yeah. always just cutting out and we're lost in conversation. Well, we always just cut to this. Like I just made this graphic of like a loading or like a error screen, if you will. And it just has like the drop logo spinning. So like something like that. Or I mean, the always sunny guys, they do a podcast and sometimes it's not even video and it's just a, a JPEG. I'm pretty sure. So, yeah, yeah. there's there's a lot of that. Um, do you want to? Do you want to put work on it? Hundred percent, yeah. No, yeah, I'm you down. have time. So that's something we've talked I, about. I have nothing but yet. time, Eric. <laughs> well, I think. Right, <laughs> yeah, congrats on quitting your job, though. Like, what what made you jump that that ship? If you don't mind me asking. It's, oh, um, capitalism. It's like <laughs> it's a mix of things, really. Um, this was first of all, this was a long time coming. Like, I was thinking about it years before I even did it. Like, I was like or not years, probably months, like a good seven months, I was like, all right, I'm going to quit pretty soon. And I just kept that in my mind. And then pretty soon I just started saving every check I made. And I have like a pretty decent amount saved up just in just for a safety net. Cause I was like, I'm going to fucking quit. And go. then, and so then I finally quit. And a part of that was motivated by just, um, I don't know. I felt like I'm 21. I have, I have, le- I have like leniency to do it. Like I can take risks and like I've, want to try and send it with photography that's all i want to do it's all i think about and mentally i was being drained working 10 hours at a desk at doing something i hate and i was like i'd rather be broke and starving than doing this like this is horrible there you go respect for that yeah they preach yeah (laughs) yeah no i mean i made that that, i made that promise i mean i worked at chop house before i got involved into like all this mess like serving tables and shit and I remember quitting my job and I just made that promise to myself that I'm never going to work for anyone else again, unless it's video or photo related. Yes. And like, thankfully knock on wood, I'm stuck to that. I'm so sure look where you're at. Yeah. yeah. Big facts. No, no looking back, my friend, that's power to you. That's yeah. sick. Yeah. And some, some days I'm like, Oh boy, why did I do this to myself? But like, it's worth it. It really is. There is days to where you're like, shit, I don't have anything on my plate. I feel like a fucking failure. But exactly. like, I mean, that happens for sure. But I mean, it's, there's ups and downs. And I mean, oh, it's, yeah. I struggle with it too, finding that like, I'm stressed when I have a shit ton of work and I'm stressed when I have no work. So it's like finding <laughs> that, exactly like finding <laughs> yeah. that middle ground, I feel like is, is yeah. really a, a helpful tool that I think yeah, I haven't myself even mastered. It's, it's like weird because right now I've never had this much free time in my life since or maybe since I was a kid. You know, it's weird. Yeah. So I remember I was at uh, Andreas's house mm-hmm. sometime last week and he just goes because I like I was picking up some equipment for the shoot I'm doing on Saturday. And he goes, hey, man, you want to chill? And I was like, no, nah, I can't. And then I was like thinking, I was like, wait, wait yeah, I, yeah, I can. I can. <laughs> and I was like, yeah. And he goes, yeah. I'm like, yeah. And then we, <laughs> I was there for like three hours and I was just sitting there like, like I have nothing to do. Like, this is, this is weird. Both cool. two, two gentlemen that just recently quit their jobs for the creative life. I love it. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, it's a whole new world. Like the first like week or two weeks, I was just lost. I was like, oh shit. No. You're doing photo and video full time too? So not exactly, but kind of, um, I'm about to take a three month roughly bender straight into blender. Okay. Like yeah. 17 hours a day. Props. So. Damn. I have a couple of things to do, and then I'm just gonna dive straight in. You you guys have been uh, hand in hand. Not really. I'm hop on my zone. Like. Oh, I'm, you're just you're just closing the curtain, not sharing any tips and tricks into no, the blender world. <laughs> well, 
uh, Andrew is also doing blenders for a starter. So Tim can tip, tip and trick with uh, Andrew and when he starts doing like rendering and stuff. So that's why I'm coming and playing. So like, I can put tips on rendering and stuff because mm -hmm. I do a lot of with materials. I don't do modeling a lot. I'm it's fucking cheap, kid bashing yeah. all the time. <laughs> I just have like a whole collection. Just for turbo that. squid for days. <laughs> oh man, I have like turbo sweet, um, 3D Trader, um, Patreon. Do you know Patreons and mm -hmm. Tom shit gotten it, and then sketchfab and all that stuff i have like a whole collection of it like when i pull it out is that one file so that pull all together let me fucking... let me ask you this real quick how organized are you with like all of your your assets and your obj's and stuff because i know that shit gets so thick so quick <laughs> okay so i pulled them it so i have like one original files and then it pretty much not organized at all but with all the um project i'm working on yeah they they end this separate oh, organized file. per project yeah. yeah so like currently i just did it for like that last semester so i have like ccs and then what is the class it is mm -hmm. and then just put in there and right currently right now i'm working on a lot of in 3ds and then 2d compositing so i have like a ton of them ready for whenever this is sit on one i make like a copy in it and put it on my drive so you know the T7 thing, so mm -hmm. they have like two terabytes. Mm -hmm. it, it up to probably 200 gigs for... Uh, just in OBJs. Just OB, OBJ, FBX. Yeah, all the Yeah, all the fun and then stuff. I work with um, Texture, you know Bridge, right? Mega Scan and stuff. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I have like about 300 gigs on it. It's probably 500 gigs on my drive. Just sitting ready and whenever I want it, I just pull it out. It's just like... Mm -hmm. Yeah. Working, you're talking about working in bridge. Uh, yeah, so with a new computer, I haven't have bridged it on, but I have the whole collection already sto storing it. Mm -hmm. So I just pull it in manually, plug it in. I, well, it give me more freedom just to plug it in by myself, so I can do like adjusting it at all the time. Yeah, and I can now my note tree is wild. It's <laughs> like it's just fucking two three different principles at the same time march them together and all that stuff yeah that's you work with um C c4e and stuff not not so much i'm i'm like very surface surface level and all that i would say like after effects and stuff is definitely my okay. my workhorse for like special effects and like rendering of that stuff um i wanted to ask what like render are you using for like rendering out the blender and stuff like do you have houdini or anything like that um if it, my render my render machine is going to be like cycles it's okay. like blender native mm -hmm. or i use um neither i use um octane yeah or i stand it off to the farm so they use um they used they still use cycle and i also use uh, arnold's arnold from maya i studio because you still get you said send off to the farm like at ccs like because they have a, a render farm over there don't they they do have uh arnold render farm mm. but i don't do arnold anymore it I don't, because i don't do maya so i just sent off to the farm it's called concierge and i'm in a premium class right now so because i rent a ton and they work probably pretty decent for visualization mm -hmm. but sometimes like some heavy scene like heavy duty one 
uh, I just let four computer run. Yeah. <laughs> so, so just for audiences, like <laughs> for audiences' sake, could you uh, detail what's the difference between like using cycles or um, octane? So, cycle is for like Blender native render machine, where you can have a decent rendering, but to make it look like realistic or like insanely like photorealistic you have to do like compositing a little bit mm-hmm. after all like you put in nuke and you composite in there or and then v-ray octane redshift um arnold's they are industrial standardized thing so you they can render the image out and look like 95 percent the thing about this shit, it gets so fucking <laughs> say, thick so it. quick. There's so many different layers and steps to the process. I love it. Dude, I mean, like, just that sort of design, like, the the stuff that you're talking about. Like, I've I've tried so hard to try and jump into it, but, like, every single time it gets to, like, building node trees and, like, start getting into all the ones and zeros. Like, it's just like... <laughs> like Wait, I'm, so you are, like, <laughs> after effect, like, you're compositing? I mean, like, I'm not not compositing in After Effects, but I mean, what I do is mainly like single frame stuff to where it's like uh, in Photoshop and all that. Like, mm-hmm. I, my I art is more so. I mean, I've experimented with a couple different renders and stuff, made some stuff here and there, but um, I would say Photoshop and like just photo manipulation is where where my strong suit kind of lays. Um, I feel that. But single frame art again like rendering something out as far as a video in 3d spaces yeah like that's still above my that's above my level it's above my pay grade for yeah. sure <laughs> <laughs> my photoshop is my weakness to like uh, well you got the fucking hard part down dude you got like photoshop's <laughs> your weakness that's the freaking smallest piece of the puzzle right there so like i neither i composite it in blender so they had a compositing panels i can go and composite in there or I can go like manually composite with uh, EXR. You know, you're probably familiar with mm-hmm. EXR. I ran out of different passes, put it in a uh, Nuke, and let Nuke analyze it, and then I composite it in there for a bit. Sometimes I composite main my workhorse is Blender still, but now I'm kind of make a ten, like transition for to uh, Nuke work with the EXR and then all that shit. So why can't you do all this stuff in the same program? Like, why do you have to constantly keep changing them? Because uh, Blender is currently cannot handle that 5,000 frame, like, in like compositing. And there's, there's different softwares, too, for, like, yeah. modeling your 3D object and then, like, shading and, like, texturizing your object and then, like, just the lighting and everything of like the to get what you want right i feel like there's a definitely like a stepping stone process with like all these softwares like a good way for after i think after if it can do this too like you can relighting your object yeah like adding lights in the space and stuff yeah, yeah. instead i put like um uh object to nuke or after effects i just like export normals and position pass and then i, I just compose it in there and you when you put light in there and you assign the light to that pass let's say like i want this pass uh have light and changing that and then it's like ray tracing basically to where it's reacting with the light in a sense yeah like instead it's object they're using the um 
uh, photos. So you don't know. Oh, I get what you're saying. Like the the photo of like a sunset, and then like you map that in there, and it's like the light of that yeah. image. Yeah, oh, that's cool. It's like it it will react because of the position, and also like um, normal map and stuff. They will react differently if you have that information stored in your files, and then you put it in Nuke, and they can read it, and then they can change it. It's not gonna be like a huge change. You can like relight it in 3D and stuff. But like a subtle like rim light, I want that rim light and stuff. You can make a mask for that, and that's just isolate that part, like that part for that, and then you just um, combine that with the position and the normal map. You already have it because when you render all the passes, you have them, mm-hmm. and then you can pulse it in back, and it look way better. And it it's like Nuke is like um after effect but like no tree instead so mm-hmm. i work i love to work with no tree because it more logical way and you can debug it like at any point and the good thing is you can write it down so you can cache it mm-hmm. you can retrace it yeah you cache it like i want basically if it works like 5k photo uh, videos right i cache it out for like a proxy and then also make like a cache for that for just rendering faster and also for tracking because you don't need 5k for tracking mm-hmm. if you know how to do tracking you just do it and you just replay it so you need only need the tracking information reproject it into like your green screen for instead and then you work through it or like force it to go through and then later on you just combine all of them and then render it out as 5k so yeah. So, I know this is going. <laughs> we're diving deep into so the barrel here, bit, yeah. but I wanted to just bring up a point for all you blender fucks that are jumping into this stuff. <laughs> are you, and if not, why aren't you jumping into this NFT madness? All right. So, because well, if I jump earlier, like last year, early late night, two thousand nineteen, early. 20 yeah that way i can be boom but now if you look through the nft it's a ton of trash there is a ton of trash but <laughs> weeding through that trash can be easier than um yeah i was thinking the weeding through that but like i mean first i'm on visa so i can violate on it second by you can't do it what sell nfts yeah. on a visa yeah making um, oh, you can't make money. You you, I got you. I yeah. get what you're saying. Yeah. yeah so, yeah. and then the second one. Is, That's valid. You don't have to tell me anything else. <laughs> <laughs> and the second part is, well, I was thinking like, keep that for now and make like a whole collection. Mm-hmm. And then when I apply a job and stuff, when I can have, you know, like sponsor and have more equipment to do it, I just make it boom. Because there's like, I mean without jumping too deep into this realm like there's regenerative or like generative art to where it's like randomized kind of characters i'm sure you've seen if you've dove into any yeah. of this this shit to where yeah. like they're all randomized but you're basically just like creating assets for these characters and stuff and if you have like 10 different sung or like 10 different hat accessories yeah. and then like whatever like even for like these characters i mean it can be you can also do like your own style art and stuff too but just like the the generative like randomizer thing that's where people are getting like those 5000 different 
monkeys or whatever the fuck you have it. Oh, yeah. monkey. But, um, but we become more I mean, but then there's also like websites like Foundation to where it's kind of centralized around more of like the fine art aspect of it to where like your renders of like those environments and stuff that I've seen you post would like, I feel like fit really well in there. And that's where those like one, two, three Ethereum sales come from to where it's like. Yeah. It helps yeah. out a little bit. Yeah. Well, instead of focus on a ton of that, I do like, I'd still doing, dealing with like Unreal and stuff. Well, I mean, even just taking your old work that you've done and putting it up as NFTs, if it sells, it sells, you know? I yeah. mean, for whoever's case, I mean, I know you're kind of limited with the... I can toss for somebody else just selling it, but, I mean, it's my baby. Sometimes I'm like... It, do, it did feel weird when I, let, when I let my collection go. I mean, it's like, because once you I, still it, have, I still have it, but, like, technically that person owns the, yeah. the rights. And, I mean, you can change it, too, to where, like, they're not, they don't have full ownership over it. Or they can't, they're not using it to, like, make money off of it in their sense, either. They just have, like, So then what would be the purpose rights. of them buying it? Just because they genuinely fuck with your work? No, they, they got to be, like, it's, and become it's a collection. Okay, yeah. And, yeah, it's proof on the blockchain that you physically, or that you own that piece you, you know, know that like that code of pixels and yeah, that, yeah. <laughs> it's yeah. Just, yeah it's just a it's the same sort of thing as if you were to buy like a super rare baseball card that has a little like tag on it that yeah. like says what it's like well, grade only, is and what it's like all that you yeah. know no that only makes logical sense to do that if you're going to sell it yourself and then right. goes to the question they're going to start selling out because <laughs> well i'm not i'm selling out that's the wrong word yeah start selling your stuff it's more yeah but like look at it in the sense of like digital artists now have a way to another outlet to sell their work outside of just like selling a print you know it's like i see what you mean because with like in real life you make it you produce a painting and you sell it that's that's one it's it's gone exactly someone else owns it but with nfts it's like exactly what you're saying it's allowing digital artists to have that kind of uh that kind of advantage Mm -hmm. um and it's interesting because as we're like advancing more into this digital world you know like with meta and the metaverse and all that stuff and there's like digital real estate being sold i i i guess it's super weird to see now that art is being sold and i wonder what like what else that could lead to there's so much money I mean, uh, something that was really eye-opening for me about this project um, that I was following for a minute here, the Invisible Friends, they're, like, huge now. I really have huge FOMO that I didn't get in the project. That's another yeah. story. But they're this NFT project that got picked up by Sotheby's, and they now have one in their collection and stuff. Like, Sotheby's in New York, they have, they're, like, the wow. biggest auction house in, like, the world down yeah. there. Hmm. Like, they auction off, like, Van Gogh's and stuff. So that you know. alone made it pop like crazy, huh? I mean, yeah, that's that's just an example of like it legitimizing it in my eyes, I guess, for the future. Oh, yeah, yeah. You know? So, so I had a question for you. Like, what is your what are your what's your definition of experimental art <laughs> when you of when you cannot using like social issues stuff like avoiding all that like human right and stuff. Like pure art, art, stray art, like pure your creativity. But see, Eric, that's the problem with art because what you perceive it to be, yeah, someone else. That's what art is. It's someone's own perception of your own art. 
Right. And then that's well, what do you mean in so like continue with what you're saying? So like with experimental art, are you saying it has to be like, like political? In no, a sense, or like it don't have like avoiding politicals, avoiding all of uh, human rights and stuff like avoiding all of related to social issues. Mm-hmm. Eric, somebody's always going to find a way to complain about something. Well, I mean, I would say. Like, are you saying is it possible to do experimental art without that? Yeah, I mean, I would say yeah. so. Yes, because I mean, a lot of a lot of what I do, I would, I would categorize as experimental art. I mean, yeah, there's, I mean, collage style pieces that I've right. done that are not in any sort of standpoint or like view, rather right. than it's just like a, a trippy bouquet of flowers that I digitally made, you know, and yeah. that doesn't really like have any infliction, but it, I would still categorize that as experimental art you right know? yeah i mean art yeah. art is in my uh, in my opinion art is just taking what you perceive and manipulating it to express it in a way that you would like it to be expressed and you know you can perceive anything it's not just anything social it can be something within yourself it can be um literally anything but it, can, it can be I like would, flowers I, I would say damn near all art is experimental art in yeah. a sense um I mean, besides, I mean, I'm looking at, or like, I'm just thinking of, like, us working on a corporate-style video gig. I would not consider that art. That's more so, like, cinematography for a paycheck it's, it's at the end of the day. Way. It's yeah. a job. Yeah. So, but all other art that you're trying to, or that is an intent of art, I would say, yeah. is in some way, shape, or another experimental, you well, know? Because, I mean, you... There is intent behind everything, but there's experimental intent to a certain extent. But like, I'm big that, yeah. if, if a company's hiring you for a video because of your creative vision, in some way it is art, but it has like, it's, it's more rigid. It's rigid art because they're going to have yeah. their complaints. They're going to have their um, opinions that you're then going to have to, um, what's the word I'm thinking of? What's the word I'm thinking of? Uh, no, I don't know. Change. Uh, that's the word i guess um for the check because you're getting paid so it's it's still your creative vision but there's less fluidity involved right and a big struggle is just getting the client to understand or get the grasp of like cinematography and like a higher level than just like a kid running around with like a (laughs) little setup you know like because um with real estate photography it's it can be pretty cookie cutter if you want it to be um but i think it gets very boring if you do that because like when i was getting trained the guy told me two corners per room make sure they're opposite from each other so you show all four walls and bada bing bada boom you're out you're done um and that's it you know and make sure toilet seats are down make sure all the blinds are open make sure all the lights are on that's it and so it could be a really crappy photo it can it can it can be <laughs> like but like house. you don't have to approach each house the exact same and I feel like one of the ways that you can get more realtors, more jobs, is if you put your unique, your creative eye onto these shots. Like, um, I really love symmetrical stuff. So, like, if I see a really long dining table and everything's lining up with the cabinets and there's a bouquet in the middle and the chairs are looking just right, like, I'm going to shoot it. Instead of at that corner, I'm going to shoot it, like, dead center. And then it's going to Get gonna your Wes Anderson on. Some, yeah. Like, so much better. And I've even gotten compliments from realtors, and those are the people who call me back. So, I don't know, it's, you can always incorporate some level of your creative vision in what you're doing. Um, of course, it's not always as easy, but it's 100% possible. I mean, and what you're talking about, too, is, like, finding your style in this, like, 
already defined box. Oh yeah. You know? Mm -hmm. So, I mean, and that's, that's super, I mean, I would say that's really challenging. And like, if you can successfully do that, that's like amazing. And it sounds like you're doing that exactly with taking those extra steps, you know, cause there's all those fish in the pond, you know, that are just doing the, the bare minimum or the X, Y, Z just to like pass it along, you know, to where you come along and you're actually taking the time to like look at the, the shots and like figure out what's best, you know, yeah. that's going to be the selling point and figuring out your style and that's what's going to get you hired, you know? Yeah. Because in a way, and I, I feel pretentious even saying this, I think this all the time, each house in a way is like, is artist is like is art because like someone designed it, someone built yeah. it and each heart, each house is different. Of course I've had some very cookie cutter, like suburban houses, but then I get, um, I get like cottages or I get like, God forbid a mansion, you know, it's, mm -hmm. <laughs> It, it you said God forbid. God you forbid. I, you don't like I already ranted about a mansion last <laughs> podcast. I okay. Mean, I don't okay. want to. I don't want to go back down that road. Is it just like that many more rooms? <laughs> Who's is overwhelming? Well, not overwhelming, but it's okay. Who's? Long st audience that it's already heard this. Long story short, too many rooms, not enough pay. That's all I'm gonna say. That's valid. Um, I mean, you're going from a two thousand square foot home to. A, it was the like same 10,000 square foot. 12,000. 12. 16 bedrooms. Oh, my god. Blow gosh. my brains out. Um, yeah, there but, needs to be a little bit of a adjustment. Yeah, that's all I'm going to say. I already ranted last episode. Fair enough. Um, so, yeah, it's if you just it's, you know, you can always put your artistic vision in whatever you want to do, despite the the restraints that might be there. Um, there's always wiggle room, I feel like always. Well, I mean, my big fan is, I don't know, you know, Beebles. Oh, yeah. Uh, Beebles. Yeah, he's my big fan, but, like, I'm in the opposite side of his, his way. So, like, I see his artwork is, like, more about politics and then all the... Oh, yeah, he's very social, yeah. And every single day, it's definitely morphed into more of a what's happening in the world type thing. Yeah, mm. so, but in a way that I would do experiments with my work, with my styles and then develop it up if someone would pay me doing that it just like i would be like full work horse just like sitting there all day long just brainstorming doing my experimentals and then somebody pay me like okay six grand a month all right i'm gonna do it i'm gonna produce like give you five of that every month mm -hmm. and then i just fully work horse on it if you actually hire me and doing that and you just show off and all your, your case and stuff yeah and then we can split half right like use right and stuff like i have half of owning that art but you can have half selling my art just mass produce as you want but i don't care but i still own half of it so i can still put my portfolio on and stuff so your biggest i think right that's now. i mean owning half of it i think should be more than just your ability to like use that in your portfolio because that should be something that's more so written in a contract for your client like with like hey here's the products that you get you own partial ownership or whatever that may be written out a contract but like as far as royalties i think is more so kind of your like what you're talking about with 50 percent to where if you're if they're selling it to coke pepsi and all the above like you're getting x amount percent of those sales you know and that's i think where that residual income's key in life you know oh, yeah. so i mean the, i just rather to do that compared mm -hmm. like sitting out like being a workhorse but like seeing all my childs got like got beat up 
like all more <laughs> the times you know like yeah. when you produce one child like that's your original vision and then your clients are like oh that shit and then they just slap that bitch and then it rolled out to hell and you have to redo it over again the second time get another slap and then second third time and keep going on and going on and, and then they realize it was actually the second slap that they wanted to go back on so you got to go re-render the old one and yeah <laughs> it it's just like um I mean, from experience from work, but back then. So, like, after graduating high school, I got high. I got hired for a month, and I make like a thousand dollar for a month. So it's like it's a big gig yeah. for myself uh, as least. Like, just get out of high school, make a fucking thousand for a month. I didn't compare here; it's not big, but like back then, compared to like all my ages and stuff. Sure. And then I just got hired for summer. And then I produced like five of them right five videos for within a month and each week i have to produce it uh one video which is a planet of time but the time for rendering it i just like cut off today friday work render two days man five day they got just got like how many slaps like fucking they just like i want that little pieces change and they don't realize that it's like a whole yeah. hour and a half render to change that and i was like oh shit and then like we change i change it because during our work i still do render i just like test render all the time yeah and i just after basically 10 hours of work i would go home leave it for render the next day going back check it if i don't like it redo it and then let it render also when i redo it i also produce a second one just to work like you know side by side and stuff and then let it render overnight and go through that for like fucking months straight so you said um that your like ideal job would be to have that like split ownership is there any companies that you can see yourself working for or, like any model companies kind of that you're like aiming towards or or is it more so like render houses that you'd kind of get in that would be then working on like special effects for movies or like what is kind of your end goal with this whole um deep node tree dive uh big shoot big shoot for this one is like iom industry light magic i'm not sure what that is so uh industry industry light magic is a big vfx companies for you know, work, they work on Marvel, okay, Disney, like DC, and yeah, stuff. Yeah, the like, the production company. Yeah, the production company. I would do like compositing. Mm-hmm. I was sitting there all day long, just like compositing on Nuke or like uh, any other compositing program because I liked compositing stuff. You know, like working on Photoshop and stuff. Mm-hmm. It's just like Photoshop for videos. Mm-hmm. I love doing that. And beside modeling and stuff, I don't have any specific industry or like pacific company firm just want to work for that i like i would like like my i maybe make my own work like make my own company just totally. like that yeah because in a way they will they want to own that all the things you know yeah big companies they were like yeah i see you work that i like i like it and i want 95 percent of it they don't say like, "Hey, make let let's make a deal." I was like, eh. "I mean, you have full that, but sometimes I want to hang my art on my stuff. I don't want people come to my house and say like, dude, I know that one. Did you <laughs> buy that?'" I'm like, "Dude, I fucking created that." <laughs> I mean, obviously, your biggest drawback right now is that you can't work 
I mean, you can. Yeah. But you're here on a student visa, and so you get to be a student. But if, if I get, if. well, not big if, I get a part-time job or I get an internship. And you're working. Yeah. Then you I can work only it. work part-time. Eric. I can get full-time. I okay. can, like, Without a work visa, though, they they cap no, you. At, no, you have to have a work visa. You have to have a work then visa. No matter what. Part-time. Like, literally, if you, gotcha. like, basically, if Drop Creative hired me right now, Mm-hmm. Send me a letter that you fucking accept it. <laughs> I want you show up here next week. I probably be getting m- a phone call the phone call, fly back the next day, make that chain, put money in it, change it to work visa, and <sighs> boom. Like bada bing, bada boom. you are actually so you're legit, and then you actually sponsor for me to work for you as like a certain. Position. There's gotta be a contract involved though. Cause yeah. You can't just show up like I got a job. I mean, like, why don't why don't like you guys just get like married on paper or something? Bro, <laughs> you don't know how, like, illegal that is. I like, mean, I mean, it's a great. I mean, it's great, you know. I wouldn't lie if we if I was said that hasn't been brainstormed. I mean, I'm sure I'm sure it's been brought up one Bro. way or another. But you guys yeah. live in the same house. I mean, if they come knocking, you guys just put <laughs> an arm around one of each other. Just, you know, hey. yeah, I, don't, I mean, it's, it's close enough to Ann Arbor, you know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah you Romulus, there ain't no way. <laughs> <laughs> but I wouldn't lie, though, because we actually brainstormed that at one point. Yeah. Because we had to. Yeah, you guys were in a pickle. I'm Bro, sure. yeah. pickle, pickle. But luckily, we're here. Mm-hmm. We're so. here. Yeah, well, um, so I just got a news today, but I don't, I can put this down. I don't care. So I, I got, I, I got a good news that somebody's looking for a composite, like a part-time job person. Yeah. Well, there you go. Uh, Detroit. Well, that's not bad. Well, go. I don't know actually exactly the p- place, but I got a news from Detroit. Yeah. But maybe I f- will fly somewhere. They're looking for a part-time job for like internship training, com- like plus training. Remember, you need a gold toilet. You need nothing less than $50 an hour <laughs> as an intern. <laughs> I don't know what they got to pull out, but let, let's look at this way. So my mentor, he going to, you know, follow back with that dude and see if he can still hire. And then when I show up, my resume is almost done. And my demo reel is going to be done in one or two days. And we got a breakdowns, sand is up. It was legit. I'm probably okay. I'm jumping in, and if it actually worked, and it's say okay, I get you trained three months, and you also work part time on this stuff. I probably, I probably not gonna fly back if I get that you job offered. I will stay. Where is it at? I don't know. Like, oh, okay, <laughs> like I just got a news. All right, I don't hey, know exactly oh, yeah. who, but if they are actually looking for people, and then my mentor was like, put me in the first spot because. I and my mentor was really close. Yeah. Really like, like fun, fun. Man, take it and yeah, take it and run with it. Just like your story, man. You guys are all like you young, you know. Take a couple of years and yeah. figure that stuff Bro, out. They, Try they some make, stuff they out. Make me feel old. Like, How old are you? I'm 25. Oh, I'm 24. About to be 25. Okay. I'm 26. So, Hell yeah. yeah. I mean, but yeah, it's you guys crazy. are 21. And how old are you? You're 21. Even younger. Okay. 21, too. Yep. But like, my, the thing is, all my professor, I used to, uh, work with is all under my mentor. They used to be my mentor student. Oh, okay. So you got so the... they have PhD, they have master, all of them. I used to work with all of them, and now they are under my mentor. My mentor, I don't know. He just 
he just such a nice guy. I just mm-hmm. talked to him today. We had like an hour talking. I just yeah. like he had like a twenty minutes book for every section. I put I book a three <laughs> three sections straight for an hour. <laughs> We're just talking. We keep like you know we talk like every month or either like every two months. Keep track of what I'm doing. So he's just a dude who like tell me like, do stop, do from zero to one, not negative infinity to positive infinity. Mm-hmm. All the my all the other my professor they just like oh like, do whatever you want. So I'm gonna think like what the fuck. I just like go on it. But he's like I want you to do it, and I I always against it. But I'm still listening to him. I'm doing that certain amount of work, but polish it. That's uh that that runs pretty close alongside this uh this quote that I kind of like to or I guess just a saying not so much a quote but yeah. the fact of instead of trying like I would just apply this to my art or just it's always in my mind I would say but making changes to your piece or like for like a video making changes that are you're not always going to make changes that are like 50% making your video 50% better, but it's about those like 0.5 and 1% incremental like improvements that really make it all together. So if you're just like working on the smallest little shading of someone's like cheekbone in a picture that might only be like 0.5% of the image, but you're spending that time to make it that much better, you know? So Dude, after the, like that. that little science project over there. <laughs> I'm curious to see what that all is. I mean, it's starting to get a little dark, so we I'm get, waiting. We, <laughs> <laughs> we, we're getting the hologram and stuff. I'm, I'm having a show not, tomorrow. Oh, my God. Yeah. I'm uh, really intrigued now. So we were, we were talking about, let me make an infinite room, like infinite box. You just look through it. And yeah, just with like, like LEDs that like keep going yeah keep going yeah. but there's a hologram so, so it's like in the middle of it kind of yeah in the middle spinning and then i would think you make it like moving around because i have two mirror so they're just like spinning around and see how it works i've seen some crazy stuff like that at festivals like at electric forest and yeah. bonnaroo and stuff like there's people come out the woodworks with the craziest designs like of just these weird totems Dude. and what have you but i've seen some that are are like that where it's like this it was like this huge octagon that you look into and it's like just goes and goes. It's like Oh yeah. That's an infinite octagon. I think. Yeah. Yeah. I'm sure it's a, a thing of sorts. Uh, I'm, I'm, <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I was probably, I don't know. You see my story today. Glad I, I posted stories today, like one and two PM AM to this morning, but my dad, that, he never sleeps. <laughs> I just wake up. So I just wait. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, like what I'm working on, and we were thinking to make it like big scale. So like three Tim line them up, like that like giant piece of class. Who's gonna fund this? So like you're trying we're to get looking like, for like Tim like Tupac hologram size. We can make anybody Dude, a hologram. Yeah, like Tim is just like okay, that's fine. But, but Eric, what? are you gonna put yourself in it? That's going to be something bigger, Tim. Did you say you're putting it in a show tomorrow? I have a show tomorrow. Not the big one. Not a big one. It's just a small one. What, what Like show, like for your school? For my school, we have a show tomorrow. Who's going to come? Um, do you want to come? I can side with it. I, I don't really <laughs> want to come to CCS. I'm good. <laughs> <laughs> if it was like around here. Well, tomorrow. I actually. They call it installation thing. Like every experimental class, they have that. I jumped fucking two, three class to get that class. So, yeah, so that is actually 
the idea what my little science projects over there working on mm -hmm. and if somebody actually see it and want to make it big i was thinking shoot for mocat i don't know you know mocat in detroit yeah 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 so if it actually worked i mean they pick me up and then try to do it i'm i'm, I'm gonna do it if not it's just a little piece i have in my portfolio. so these people are gonna be at this event kind of you're you're like randomly so they like, we they like we, a science fair type thing but you're like hey like if you see something like you like you can kind of pick it up yeah it's like career day go find a job go find a dope art piece yeah i'm down <laughs> that is actually just like a little piece i have a, another one is called industry day where they, the people from industry oh they, yeah that's where you get hired to be a designer for ford and gm and all that it's, yeah that's see ccs cool. has the dopest classes and the dopest opportunities i feel like you're it's bound like, to become either like a mm -hmm. what's the turnaround rate though uh, like, like the dropout rate or whatnot, because I'd be curious about that. The dropout rate is about like twenty percent. What's the rate that the big, well, big, you big three? First. Yeah, what's the rate that big three picks up uh, the graduates though? Because I know everyone that got that um, graduates from that thing are like, I don't like have four GM and no. I don't I don't have the stat with me right now, but like I know that transportation, and then is product huge. design is huge. Yeah, yeah transportation. Uh, product design and also, uh, I don't think advertising, advertising shit. I'm gonna shit on <laughs> advertising. All right, I'm gonna shit on. Yeah, them. fuck advertising. Yeah, I'm fucked up. <laughs> they're like, they just what? fucking copycat. All right, they're not full creative. They're I'm curious shit. on what their video programs like over there. Oh, we. Is it tight? Yeah, I mean, yeah. Ask you, obviously. Is <laughs> <laughs> is yeah. actually really tight? Like, my do they video have any fun cameras there. They do, they do like... They have, a, they have like an Epic over there, don't they? Um, no, they have Yuso. Oh, Ursa, the Blackmagic's yeah. nice. Yeah, Ursa. But the problem is, my department used to be in EA, yeah, entertainment, entertainment art. So we under EA and then we have class for other department like game and stuff where they produce like high game developers. Like all the game developers, if you go to the cinematography class, Dude, their rendering is way better. <laughs> working in like Unreal and stuff? Yeah, they're working on Unreal, Unity, and then... I collabed on a, a project for Immersive working in Unreal that was uh, that was pretty cool. Um, yeah. It's the environments that you can create in there are pretty insane, I would say. Did you guys I mean, see the, uh, the Matrix game that oh, uh, yeah. was produced oh. in Unreal Engine? Yeah, John has a PS5 and we got to play that. It's, it's pretty cool. It's insane. I mean, he's pointing. He's got one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Boom! I see it. Oh, there's a fucking PS5 controller right there. He's got <laughs> it downloaded, ready to go, guys. But the thing is, like, my class, like every junior, when we hit into junior year, you're supposed to know Unreal. Like, I don't care your un your rendering is shit, but I will shit on them. <laughs> but you have to know Unreal. Like, you cannot jump in it and like, oh, I don't know what Unreal is. I don't know how to move in Unreal. They're that gonna look at you like a peasant. Yeah, look at you really shit. Plebe. Yeah, that's one thing about CCS is I feel like they're they're harsher critics there. Like your your work will actually get critiqued and like shit on. Yeah. To where at like WCC and like my like going through the program there, 
yeah. it was yeah it was a definitely it's a lot almost, more hand holding to almost like, sugar coated you know yeah like i i wanted critiques to be like nah this what are you doing here this, this looks like ass, trash you know like you know? i mean i i feel like to a certain extent that's really valuable in, oh, yeah. in your art yeah. you like, know like, like whiplash i was know? just like, about to bring it up whiplash was like the perfect thing i was that's what kind of sparked that thought for me is like, like damn i wish i not to whiplash's extent, but like yeah, I don't need a chair thrown at my head. But <laughs> exactly. Like, I, I would like. I wouldn't mind if someone was like, "Hey, this is fucking ass." Like, you need to work on this and actually give me constructive criticism and maybe ways to fix it. Right. Like, I don't want to just be like told that like, "Yo, this sucks." Stop it. You know. <laughs> give me something else. I guess I'm kind of a part of the problem now because I actually teach at WCC now. So. Ooh, <laughs> yeah. Is there yeah, anyone you can yep. talk to that like maybe you can change the way critiques can be done like? I mean, I kind of have full control. Um, I'll, I'm definitely going to lay into the kids with their final assignment. I'm teaching vid 105, like the beginning oh, nice. class. That's so like, up, yeah. I haven't really like, we haven't gone through any like heart, like full critiques of their projects just cause they're all pretty much the same thing. Just getting familiar with premiere and lighting and yeah. audio and all that. Wait, jazz, they're teaching, they're they're teaching premiere. Yeah. Oh, yeah. No. So that's, we, that's we switched funny. Matt Wilkin, shout out to him last year. He switched over and like rewrote the whole curriculum for oh, 105 and 125. It, it made no sense for them to teach us final cut. And then, so now it's kind of, it's premiere. It's, it's definitely, yeah, I, I totally agree. And well, Wilkin had it set up to where they're still teaching the XFs, but this year I was like, nah, give me the T seven eyes. So I taught them T seven eyes right off the bat. Hell um, yeah. Oh, how to, how to like, operate a shotgun mic and all that jazz wow they're they're getting there it's it's definitely hard to like take a step back because it's like all right kids open up a tripod and like put the camera on and it's like hang on like they don't know how to like extend the legs or like how to put on a plate you know it's like it's really like yeah it's it's so basic you have to like remind yourself of that like to you it's not and yeah it's just second nature go 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 but it's like hang on like here's the steps some of these people have never even touched a camera before exactly so yo slowing down has been yeah it's been fun i really i've really enjoyed it i've been wanting to teach for a minute now but i got the opportunity and was like let's run it so do you you think you um you're relearning things or are you like reevaluating things that you thought you already knew from this job? I would say, I mean, communicational skills, a hundred percent. Yeah. Just being able to like vocalize all of it. I mean, like video and photo is the one thing that I can actually like just spew off and talk about everything else. It's like whatever, you know, but, um, just being able to, yeah, communicate, but then also, um, lost my train of thought about to say it happens what was your question again uh just do you think you're learning or re-seeing oh right 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 in the audio department yes i was definitely through the curriculum i was like oh you know what yeah that is i did not use that technique so i picked that up a little like parametric eq dip down in the in the in the vocals there that was the one thing i think from this semester that i was like did not know so (laughs) that is cool like if if i if they give me a chance to teach like experimental filmmaking i wish so like i have the power to kind of like teach what i want but like the thing is is there's just so much material to go over oh, yeah. for oh, yeah. the whole class that like it's really hard to like push it in directions but like as far as the class structures and like what we talk about i'm able to kind of like mold it and shape it into what i have That's but pretty cool we yeah. only have 12 12 kids in my class uh, right now like we started out with like 18 yeah but I mean, it's kind of cool where it's like a little bit more personal. You, you just such a good example for the kids. Just look at. Yeah. 
Yeah. Do you see yourself like running out of time as you're teaching? A hundred percent. I, I, so I only teach, I only teach Thursdays from five thirty to nine. And yeah. like at the beginning of the semester, I was like, shit, like four hours. Like, what am I going to talk about for that long? But <laughs> like, like oh, dude, no. I could go another two and like yeah. not yeah. even pro like not oh. even blink, you know, it's, yeah. it's crazy how, yeah. how much more like, it's just a lot of material just going through because you need a foundation to get into like nitty gritty. Yeah. Because yeah, if, if, I go, were, if I were to like meet two day two days a week, I feel like it'd be so much better to be able to like right. just work with like an edit and send them off and then revisit the edit the next day type stuff. Yeah. So. Do you have any moment? Like I'm very curious because um, now that I know that you're teaching this stuff, I, I'm, do you have any moments where you see students work like being presented and you think like, holy shit, this kid's good or like, so there's one student in my class that kind of took the do you remember you probably do the like helicopter edit where it was like the heli footage of that like car blasting through the desert yeah yeah they took that that footage and they like added in a bunch of drone shots that they found on youtube and like added in this like green screen dragon to where like the technique they used on like just those shitty clips to then like keyframe up to the sky which was then replaced by a jpeg but like matching that and just getting that transition up to that to where it's like this shitty like green screen jack and then floating was like enough that was like the first assignment really that we like gave them and i was like oh okay like this person actually gets it you know it was like that little sequence alone i was like damn like that's impressive so yeah um but a lot of them are, are really just kind of grasping it and like yeah. just just starting off to where um, haven't seen any like real real shiners yet. Oh, yeah. But uh, it's pretty early and people are still trying to learn the mechanics of it all. And like, I have kids that are, I mean, just out of high school and stuff. Oh, yeah. But then also like it's one oh five, so some kids are taking it as a a credit and stuff too. Which I think almost all my kids are going through the full program, which is tight. That's but. pretty sick. Yeah, because then they're actually like interested and invested in what they're they're learning. Yeah. Um, I mean, but we'll see with this final project. I'm definitely gonna I'm gonna whiplash them a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> oh, dude, you <laughs> had to go. Hard. I'm gonna steel give them a forewarning too. Get be some like, steel yeah. chairs, just ready. <laughs> yeah. Maybe not that much. Yeah, throw some gobo arms at them. Just like, exactly. <laughs> get some C stands, you know. <laughs> oh man, I I would go like, and like get a, like a shotgun mine show up. If you don't get us, I'm gonna whip that at your ass. You're probably wondering why. Everyone, put your knuckles on the desk. (laughs) Like, I I really wanted to see like the kid get like got a real whiplash vibe in class. Like, you do shit, you (laughs) fuck. Like, (laughs) just just wear like a really tight black shirt and just stand there, just looking all serious, you know? Yeah, I would have to really like. I'd be like. (laughs) <laughs> I'd have to like go out into the hall and like do some laughs. Be like, all right, like, get into that. I'm not that angry of a person. But. I mean, you you have to give them heart to the way that if they want to learn, actually want to go down the path and then follow you go to industry. Eric, you remember not everybody's you. <laughs> yeah, I'm sorry. No, no that's that's a hundred percent what we've kind of been. I've been teaching in this is just like the industry standard and kind of like cutting around the bullshit. Like this is what you get. Like you need to know how to wrap this cord or else if you show up on set and you're like, just over your like elbow, yeah. like you're going to not get the call back. That's you know? shit right there. Yeah, I mean, I've, it's, it's helpful stuff or like the fact yeah. that like a, a C stand arm always goes to the right. So it self tightens on itself. Like yeah. just trying to give them little tips and tricks, you know, that'll like really help them along the way as opposed to like when I went through the program, it's like, 
here's the ND on an XF filter, like, or on an XF camera. Like, cool, I'm never going to touch this thing again. Yeah, I think I used it for the couple classes. Like, right, it's so. it's just like, why, why, why? Wait, <laughs> so you, you should, you should, like, tell them, like, if everybody want a nitty-gritty, grind your ass here, and I'm going to teach you some nitty-gritty. I mean, yeah, it's definitely explaining them. Like, it's the ones who take it above and beyond and actually show up and do the work. They get the call, you know, and yeah. not late and not ask, not just. Bro, that's yeah. super awesome, actually. Oh, Hell yeah, I appreciate really you. Cool. I mean, that's respectable. my mentor do that to me. He's he, he doesn't have to like the whiplash vibe, but like he actually go up to me and say, this piece make me proud because I so excited to see this one on big screen yeah. mm-hmm. like i'm premiering that and uh like we have an auditor- auditorium yep thing yeah yeah, yeah 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 we have that with like how big is well it? final show it's like two house end of the year it's like the room yeah two of this room. no actually four of this room okay yeah like a full theater yeah yeah, I see, it's I like full size, yeah. yeah it's a full theater and we got i'm gonna show that one tomorrow like one that one no, not that one. The okay. um, the, the other video, the other video, the loop yeah. one. So nice. we make it. He actually just go up to me and like, dude, this is good. You like, gotta sh- you gotta show me after. I know. Let me show you that. I'll check it out. Because um, all of the all, all assignment, he's signing and he give me the the fucking one pages long, <laughs> just critique on that shit. Yeah. Like I see you doing this good, but you can do it better. It's so like basically oh, yeah. all of that. And this piece, he, I showed it to him. It's like, man, you just make me proud. <laughs> Literally, he's just like so excited tomorrow and just like I'm showing up. Like, I bet that's a good feeling. You're about I, to walk in there like hot shit. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's I, tight. I was like, dude, that video is of like fucking 15 try. That's my like fucking 15 try somehow. Like it tries so many times. I tried so many different techniques. Like version 15, like rendered out fully 15 times? It's not even first. That's a fucking 10 render. Okay. So ver- that is like f- 15 different techniques I use. Damn. <laughs> Just for one video. You're on my camera? Yeah. Eric, my settings are all messed up. <laughs> <laughs> I'm over here like, what is going on? <laughs> like, Dude, I heard that timer I go off. I was like, what's going on? Andreas one time uh, Andreas shout out to you if you're listening but he one time uh, rented John's A7 III and he like changed a bunch of settings and I remember John getting it back like what the fuck is going on (laughs) I still don't think to this day it's like back to how he had it had like a fraction of that happen to me he comes over like dropping off like a gimbal and like this Osmo and all this stuff he goes oh can I see your camera real quick I want to make sure all the settings are right for what you're doing sure I give it to him and he's just like and I'm just like okay thank you i don't know what you just did so now i'm scared <laughs> oh he did that to me with a7s2 too <laughs> he did that too man's just going through people's settings uh, i like i had like a house the next day and i was like what the fuck did he do i don't, I don't know what he did like and I'm, better I'm, look the same i'm so nervous like i was like i don't want to get a call from like the company or the realtors like hey yo what the fuck and i'm mm-hmm. like i don't know <laughs> you shot these in low quality jpeg what the hell <laughs> like i didn't even know it was it was uh, funny somehow like I see people using camera and when like I can I know my camera so well. Somebody used my camera, I was like, Okay, I know that I can change it. But somebody I tried to explain it 
man, they just like, what the fuck did he just say? The black magics are pretty uh, user friendly. Yeah, they yeah. kind of just like boom, boom, boom. That's all you got. Mm-hmm. As opposed to like moving from like the the Sony like A7S2 or whatever, you know, like those you have customizable settings for days as opposed to the black magics where it's just kind of like that's what you got yeah Yeah. i mean yeah it it eats up (laughs) i I was thinking to upgrade it to commodos and you know like yeah commodos gonna be better yeah we've shot a couple couple projects on the komodo recently that were pretty fun um there's a porsche ad that we did that's coming out um yeah coming out we're just waiting for spring because we got to get audio some pickup audio for it and the thing with that that specific Porsche is obviously they don't drive it in the winter with the with the salt and everything because oh, yeah, it's yeah. like a nineteen fucking sixty whatever, yeah. and uh, so yeah we're just we're kind of in a holding period right now to where we have it done but it just What's needs the that extra layer. Getting the audio in the car. Um, we're basically just gonna get some mic'd up stuff inside the car as well as like some I mean That'd basically just basically just playing with like kind of how the edit is so like we have like some pass-bys, some stuff where the car is, like, coming up right to us where we're, like, car-to-car stuff and all of that. And just, like, I think emulating our shots, basically, with audio. Like, we should have just gotten it on site, but we were shorthanded, so. Um, Well, if you need need somebody to to scan the car and, like, make it, like, 3D object, like, yeah. What are you doing for, for, like, LiDAR scanning it? Are you, do you have, like, are you doing it with that? No, I'm doing it with a DSLR, just taking photo in raw, put it in post, make you know, pull back the highlight, pull back the just black. make a normal map. Yeah, yeah. then bump map or whatever. Um, actually, like just hold all information and then put in the um, reality capture, so they render it out, and then it took a couple a couple of hours just to. Render Can you out. be like pretty sloppy with it? Like, let's say if I wanted to, you whatever your camera. Like, can you process? We haven't done this on Yeah. So you've been making hella OBJs and stuff like that? Because, I mean, I've, I've used, like, the iPads and, like, the new phones and stuff where you can kind of... Oh, the LiDAR thing? Yeah. yeah well, I've, I've done that, but I've always been curious. Like, I don't know if you guys seen that new ASAP Ferg video where it's uh, it's pretty heavy LiDAR scanned or whatever the hell that technique's called. Yeah. Um, but thing, I was just wondering, like, what the pro method of doing that, which obviously I know, like, creating environments with, like, a... a DSLR and stuff is a thing too. The pro, the pro thing. The pro thing. Yeah, the, the pro legit thing way. that you shoot retopology. It. You do what now? Retopology. So, <laughs> definition, please. Yeah. Retopology means you scan out the mesh. It dense. This can go up to forty million. You have to slam it down for five million vertices. It's I don't know. You work with 3D, but like the vertices. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's like that many different angles or like yeah, and angles to it. Yeah. You retopology is mean you make you do like a square thing, so you remesh it. So every one vertice is gonna be this close. You have to make this big, like mm-hmm. one square instead one. Sw- because instead so this basically monster. taking taking like this and going like boom 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 with images to get a higher resolution that's, image is what you're saying that's or? different so like the mesh that is, doesn't contain um the thing that that it doesn't contain the um the texture yeah. they generate you the texture so you just gotta simplify it to where it's you not simplify the mesh to project that texture on it and keep the silhouette up that 
model. So like texturizing your LiDAR scan is kind of what you're saying. Uh, yeah, because LiDAR generate you a mesh. Right. You have just like a, a gray yeah. thing of it. Yeah. That gray thing, we have like a ton of little vertices in there. Yeah. You have to make, you have to remodel it. You have to remesh it to make it simplify enough just to be able to use in 3D. And so is there a way to like once you have that that mesh created to like have a plug-in of your camera in the thing and basically like paint in the, uh, the texture? You can export that mesh into Maya because Maya handles pretty good, and then you retopology it. There were a ton. There's you like you slap a new mesh on that old mesh, and you use that old mesh texture to put a new mesh. This is big brain shit here. I don't know <laughs> really if I can fucking. Yeah, <laughs> I heard vertices, and my brain was like stuck on that. So, I mean, it's a it's a process. So you can basically just get super high resolution scans out of these. Like, you can get to five hundred million vertices scan. So to the point to where this would be pixel perfect in a full resolution. If I do this, I generate like six um, K image, mm-hmm. and then generate it out pull all the back, black and white down and then it will be like super red high rest texture and then i put that high rest texture on the on the, the on, mesh on a mesh on a lower resolution mesh wow. they can still hold the shape okay I, i'm picking up what you're putting down yeah, yeah. okay and it's still usable with high rest image see that's a fucking nft right there bro I'm just saying. Yeah. That's so, what I love about like, anything you can make money off of. I mean, especially with the 3D object, if they can click it around and like spin it in that fucking little little block that they have That'd on OpenSea. I've seen it before. There's a weed company coming out that's like you can own your sour diesel phenotype number one or whatever, you know. <laughs> but it's like, little, like picture of it. but it's literally like a, they, they're 3D LiDAR scanning. I'm sure whatever like similar <laughs> techniques to what you guys are doing. Genius, they're not yeah. they're not that high res yet. I, I was my brain is going in the in the direction of like how to implement my macro photography into a lidar scan that's easy that that complex you know but you can take their nut like what they're doing is like you have the nug like on the little like square of like the website and you can take your mouse and like click and drag it and like spin it around you know it's tight it's tight but like i was just thinking of like that macro shit that i do which i mean it's it that that's gonna really that's gonna get really detailed because alone to the layers. well because alone what i'm doing is like 1200 photos i mean it's like 400 to 1200 photos per image you know right and that's like stacking throughout yeah. that yeah. thing so well i don't know how that would even equate because i mean there is ways to like <laughs> I, there, there's multiple like motors that i can get to to where it's like it's spinning the the nug each time like i'll do a full stack of of a hundred images it then talks to this other motor that's that spins it does another stack of those and that's like we're talking computing in that dude one of these images takes me like a a long time um there's this bug project that i'm actually working on right now that's gonna be it's titles in the works but don't really want to announce too much yet but basically it's like i'm gridding out these bugs like a so like here's your bug yeah. i'm taking a image of right here an image of right here an image of right here mm. but i mean each one of those images then is like 120 photos stacked into one of another so, so i'm like dealing with super, like like sharp 
I'm dealing with like 40 different squares that I'm stacking with and then blending those together to make, it's literally like 20,000 squared resolution of these images to where it's like, you can zoom all the way in to like, yeah, it's like the fucking spec. I'll show you some pictures (laughs) on my phone and stuff of it. And it's, it's pretty insane, but basically the plan is just to like blow it up like a huge prints, you know, and just like have a show of sorts to where you can kind of walk up right to it and like look at it because it's going to be like tack sharp up to that's, that's be something no one's pretty cool yeah it's like larger than life is kind of what i'm going for larger than life do you yeah. know what's my goal is work with like 36k image i mean that's i'm at 20k right now yeah like which 30. is fucking crazy to say <laughs> dude I, I literally have to run just a separate SSD just for my scratch disk because Photoshop is like, fuck you. <laughs> it's like large format documents out the wazoo. The Photoshop, I really give you a fuck. You get over 8K and stuff. Yeah, 8 gigs. It's like, nope, you got to do large format document, which sucks. I'm capping out. I mean, these files, like, a J, like the large format documents are like 25 gigs just for one photo. But those bug photos literally take me like a day and a half to do. So it's like that's the computing power. So, so what's like, the software you're using that's allowing you to stack like a hundred of these images on top of each other? So Photoshop does it, but it's a little clunky. I mean, you can, it's clunky, but I use uh, Helicon Focus. Helicon Focus? Yeah. So that one for the people listening is the shit. There's one more starts with a z that i'm blanking on but that one's i think a little bit more technical than what i'm using but right now um helicon focus is is the bee's knees that one i mean it's just so i've i've for the years past i've manually focus stacked for like a whole bunch of cannabis companies and stuff and that's basically like camera on a tripod hand on the lens and like finding your focus point and then like clicking through the focus point as you're as you're taking a shutter that's how I used to do it. But the thing with that is you get like all these little micro vibrations, especially when you're dealing with like four or five X magnification, which like this new lens that I'm working with, the Canon MPE 65 millimeter, that one doesn't even have a focus ring on it. So you have to use what I've been using now, which is a motorized slider Mm. where it has this like super high powered motor on the back, which can move down to like the micron of an inch, like the thousandth of an inch. So you can get really tech, like really like precise with it. And like, you can set your A to B point and then like how many steps in between and all of that. So it automated that whole process for me and they're tack sharp, like no jitters throughout it. Like you're not like seeing any bumps or weird stuff like that. So just setting your in and out and then like how many photos you want to take in between. It's all connected through the computer, through the, through the camera as well. And then, uh, running through and then also running it through another processor but that's a whole that's whole nother thing cool. that i got to do with fuji Whoa. bullshit so <laughs> all right so that's, that's the whole process the yeah, yeah the 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 lightroom doesn't really talk well to the to the fuji raws so converting them to dng through this like x transformer thing is just a whole thing mm. just to get like i've been on the hunt for the like best image possible so that's kind of one of the steps wow that is a lot yeah it's like i said those like one but i'm on bug number six and they've taken me like a day and a half ish to complete one so random question so we kind of talked this last uh, talked about this on the last podcast but when it comes to organization oh yeah because <laughs> everybody has their own method to the madness yeah um 
it gets fucking clunky with that. And I mean, store, storage space is fucking huge too. I mean, I have lacy drives stacking up all around me. I'm about to drown in them. <laughs> but um, really, I mean, for video, it's just like having those file organization of like your footage folder, your assets folder, oh, yeah. your audio, your exports folder, your premiere folder. Um, and then with photo, it's really the same. So like I'll, I'll run through and have my RAWs folder, my converted RAWs folder, and then my stacked folder. And then my, so like what the stacked folder, that's after I ran through Helicon focus. And then from there, I'm taking it into Photoshop and the panoramic mode in Photoshop. I honestly like blows my mind every time I use it. Um, but that's what I use to like merge everything together. Um, and AI normally does a pretty good job at it. Um, and then once I merge everything together, it's cleaning up the bug. Cause like that shit is, it's, that's probably the part that takes almost the longest, like as far as like actually Small clicking details, around, yeah. I'll, I'll show you some time-lapse videos of literally like spending like five hours just cleaning fucking specks of dust and sand and hair off a of little bugs. <laughs> like it, oh. it, it looks, it looks clean and like to your eye and stuff. And then you're at that magnification and like the yeah, littlest oh, piece man. of dirt is like, like oh, yeah. all over it, you know? So just cloning out and healing, healing all the, the dirt and shit off of it too has been huge, but clean it up yeah i the the organization is huge with those i mean it's i just looked at it last night because i was maxing out on my hard drive that that project's on i think i just transferred it over but it was like i'm at like 2.5 terabytes just in just in photos like there's no video at all with that so yeah it's it's adding up and the the large format documents don't help either (laughs) so where do you keep all your stuff at because i know you guys do some crazy projects yeah, I mean, it's it's hard drives, you know, hard drives on hard drives. So we have working drives and then we have backup drives. So like the yeah. the 10 terabyte G drives, like silver metal ones, we have like a stack of four or five of those. Um, those are our backup drives. So like when we shoot a project, we'll have it on the working drive and then a backup on the backup drive, obviously. Um, and that's pretty much how we go about it. And then we have all of the laces and stuff too that we've kind of wow. are working drives, but we're slowly migrating over just to two and four terabytes for SSDs for working drives. Nice. Okay. It's been fucking. Dude, this good. this couple months have been fucking crazy. Like we've been nonstop the past like Hold month, up. I would say. Let's rewind a little bit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Time frame. Mm-hmm. So you mentioned you work a drop. Yes, sir. So go a little bit more into depth with that. Like, when did this start? How did this all happen? So Drop was initially TSLC Productions, Trace Armento, and Liam Cares. Um, Holy cow, that just brought back so many TSLC, memories. yeah. We yeah. started out of a studio in Depot Town where a bunch of rappers were coming through. We were getting a bunch of rap music videos and whatnot. Um, and then this was all while we were going through the program at WCC. Yeah. And... Uh, I knew John through like mutual friends and stuff. And then he was also through the, through the program. So we were kind of like, come help us and hang out a little bit. And we started all doing our thing. And then, um, no one and their mom could remember TSLC productions. They were always, like, <laughs> I remember that. Yeah. They were always just like T A C T T L. What, what is it again? And I'm like, all right, this is fucking ridiculous. TSLC, like, yeah. yeah, no one knew Like even my, literally my mom was like TLC. What is it? Like, is that the one you guys uh, shot a music video with that one car with like the three wheels? And I, I don't know. What oh yeah. That. Yeah. Yeah. That was, was uh, that TSLC or was that a drop already? 
that was I believe that was still TSLC. I don't know. I mean, there's still a bunch of videos that I see or they're on our page why, that still that have that little one. Video, like, imprinted in my brain. I was like, that was a cool video. Drive yeah, that was like some made. some random. Uh, some dude in Detroit had this like fantasy factory style warehouse where it had like this huge basketball court and like this pool and all those cars and stuff. It was pretty cool. That's what's up. Um, but yeah, once everyone uh, kind of couldn't remember TSLC, we decided to switch the switch the name, and our good friend Sean actually came up with the name Drop, and it was like kind of came from just uh, like, hey, you're dropping a video. Like, yeah, hey, just, have you sticky. seen the new Have you seen the new video Drop Drop Drop? Like, yeah. So and it, um, it works like really well. Yeah, yeah. Um, I feel like we've kind of gotten an image or a name under under it over the the coming years and stuff but uh currently yeah drop is just john and i liam uh split ways to go shoot some cannabis stuff over in like farmington hills i believe making that long commute but uh but yeah we've still been cranking away and we kind of expand and contract per per project um like i said we've been doing a shit ton of projects these past couple months uh we just got back from georgia doing this corporate gig with like talking head interviews and all that um which is wow. pretty fun yeah we weekend right what was that we weekend one more time Wilkin. Wilkin. oh with yeah wilkin yeah i thought yeah. you said over the weekend i was like no yeah uh, <laughs> <laughs> I, heard that too. I was like the weekend yeah no with uh with wilkin too yeah we work a lot with him he's a he's a huge asset to drop creative and stuff Ooh. and making the making the ball work oh, um yeah. but yeah we have like i mean i've been living behind the computer if i'm not behind the behind the camera lately and it's been i mean we have four projects in the oven right now like working on in premiere and stuff all collectively and then i think two two projects one with uh it's gonna be like four with this uh restaurant hospitality kind of group and then um this other one that i can't quite talk about yet but we've been it's good stuff steady steady moving yeah it's been nice that's good. The edits are just what kill us, man. It's like when you, I mean, you can accept clients for days and stuff, but then the edits just really start fucking oh, yeah. backing up and you got deadlines to meet. And you can't rush like, through them. Holy like, shit. You have to take your time. Yeah, that's the thing. Uh, you can't like produce half-ass content either to where it's like, you got to get that call back. What's, you know? the golden, <laughs> what's the golden ratio, would you say? Have they, you guys like max number of uh, buns in the oven, if you will. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I mean, it's, we really, I feel like John could answer that question better than I can. Cause he's the one that's really handling the, the books and stuff. But, um, like just as far John as, on. as far as like scheduling and all that, didn't you guys have John on? Yeah, we yeah. did. Yeah. Okay. You, well, we well, should well, have too. both you guys on. Dude, yeah. We could have the, yeah, cool. we can have both of us on here. Talk the, the drip drop. Um, <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> Yeah. But yeah, I mean, I mean, we probably average, I mean, it, it all depends because they obviously range in size and scale, oh, yeah. um, but like some, some months that we'll be working on just one project to where it's like that whole month takes that whole project or even longer, you know, or I mean, some months we'll be able to crank out like last month, like three, four, I think mean, five even, I think we were at. So um, it all kind of depends, but I would say the past couple months have been pretty like up there to, yeah. the, to the limit you know <laughs> so oh, man. imagine if they hire me and then i just sitting there and cranking on it for like three months straight training and then actually put work hard on it well eric is a dude man. dude i mean we we have we have overhead of editing quite often so i mean if you're if you're available for a we'll pay cash too <laughs> Ooh, tim <laughs> 
Wait, if you actually hire me full time, right, full time job just for editing and sitting there like doing that thing. Oh, dude, all he needs is like a dude. case of Red Bull. See, full time is hard dude, because there's. See, just full time is hard, and like bringing on an actual employee well, and John and I's international as well. That's a whole other realm. Well, that's a whole other thing too. To so where you like I've talk a lot, a lot yeah. of people, yeah, and I mean, just because with, I mean, consistency is key in every business, you know, and that's just something that we're we're striving for, and we've gotten closer to. But I mean, I would still say with any business, you know, I mean, or at least in our field. There are those dry months where it's like shit. We didn't. We made. We cleared X amount of dollars last last month, and we're we're fine. But then this month, like holy fuck, you oh, know, yeah, like where dude. is that? So like, it's I, it's weird, you know. I mean, the, I feel like January people like tuck into their their caves and not really talk to any people. But then like February rolled around and we were fucking slammed throughout the wazoo, you know. So yeah. if you it's dry, weird. It's the trade off of working for yourself. hundred yes, percent. If you really dry on like the seasons, like. I can toss you out, like, make, like, a training course throughout that, and then you can produce mass produce a training course, like, how to get Jacob lighting. Bowen's it. Yeah. yeah. Oh, he's already in the, he's in the college. Yeah, I'm trying to get, I might be setting some, something up with uh, the neutral zone, too, teaching the, the younger, younger kids some Ooh. photo and video stuff. Huh. So, we'll see. That's still in the works. I'm not sure. It was supposed to happen last year, but I hey, think. One year at a time. Have, have you ever thinking of doing, like, 3D stuff, like, just making videos about 3d stuff like a, com- like a composite class no like just producing like modeling and then environment and stuff you make like you know like um mandalorian and stuff they have they generate the environment oh like unreal yeah building. with the led walls and stuff yeah we think we're thinking like hey why don't we just do it in a smaller scale and then try to teach it how are they doing that Dude, i'm uh, telling you the first people in detroit i mean i know there's already kind of some smaller scale ones but the first people to make a full like production led wall with like the right right gear and everything whatever that is i'm not the person to ask but to to fully build out those warehouses that full led production warehouse in detroit that person is going to be a very very wealthy person because you'll have Ford, GM, all those people knock, knocking at your door yeah. trying to get in that for that studio. And, I mean, it's probably like a $10 million overhead to get your feet wet, but if you know any... Your feet wet, they're wet. <laughs> Ooh, dude. Actually, that really boom right now. And people currently, they are doing realistic render in UE5. Yeah, I feel like it's yeah it's, all un, it's all in Unreal, and the camera has a sensor on the camera to where when you pan the camera... The environment behind you pans itself. Yes, really? And the LED walls are so powerful that they can in Unreal just add like a little source of light and be and like control the lighting of your subject on these walls. Yeah, that's so really like you can hot. just control the sun and it's like it's, it's actually like, yeah. affecting you in this that like is that. Insane. I just showed this kid this uh this video to my students of like the Mandalorian and then like just a breakdown further of the LED wall and like the big thing to it as well. They were showing this dude like sitting on this motorcycle and like with the LED wall, the benefit too is that you get reflections on it too. Yeah. So like with the shiny like gas tank of the motorcycle and stuff, you're seeing like the trees and stuff behind him as opposed to like if it was green screen, you're either going to have the nightmare of your life trying to composite a reflection on there or you're just not going to have a reflection, you know? But I mean, I got to pee real quick. Yeah, right. <laughs> but I mean, like, if you actually get through, if you get through, like, the stand, you can, if you yeah. make it like a smaller scale, 
Yeah. That will be easier. It's like if you do the projection. <laughs> Eric's over here, Mr. Madman. He's like, we can do this. You can actually do it. Like, think about it and work your way up and see well, how yeah. it works. Well, you gotta yeah. Hey, we gotta start with the bug. Put a bug in a virtual reality. And then go from there. <laughs> Sounds Eric, good. Eric, I, I've been meaning to ask you this for like the past hour, I feel like. Um, I want. I was gestating on what you said about potentially like working for yourself, doing like uh, blender work or like 3D modeling and stuff. Like, what kind of work would you be looking to do? Like, what kind of companies would you be looking to work for if you were working for yourself and you could choose the type of industry that you wanted to work in? So I would do like um, visualization. That where a lot of companies like looking for the, you know, IKEA. Mm-hmm like most like 90 percent of their work up there on a page is fucking render yeah everything's fake yeah yeah so if i work by myself i just do like i want they give me the accent they give me like all of the thing i just need to visualize it and then give them and see okay i they want they look they want the compositing like yeah. composition like that and your job is just make it look how it look good you know, the daylight, midnight, or even like nighttime or like sunset stuff. You work in visualization that you give the people idea and you you showing people what it will look like in real world. Right. So if I work on myself, I would generate that visualization and all that stuff, and also like making models, mm-hmm. like produce model because if you produce enough model. And you can sell that for like ten bucks. Yeah, 3D printers, they're amazing. Yeah, you can <laughs> do that for the 3D printer. You can sell it for industry because they also collection, like make like a collection for them just to use the asset. Because if you actually look at a movie, you will see, oh, I see that couch. Yeah. Somewhere, because they have the whole collection. They just pick, pull, pick, pull, and wrap them together that's the fastest way to work in industry because you don't have time to sit there all day long just model one cup just to look as realistic pick and pull yeah what about uh 3d scanning and then 3d printing 3d scanning is the, the fastest way just to let get well, the I, model I, I get that but you just mentioned 3d printing and that just made my mind go like Bro, you can let's scan that black magic get that high quality scan of it and then like print a little model of it and be yeah. like you know here you go boom you, boom you have know? you seen torrents oh i have seen it i have yeah, seen yeah, it yeah. you guys have a 3d printer yeah. yeah yeah that's really tight we got little 3d uh torrents yeah so you guys already did it yeah that's fucking tight because the the world is here the thing at that point (laughs) i made three little torrents two little torrents not one but the thing is if you're actually really good at 3d and stuff visualization is your goal you don't need you can make a sequence for like a sequence for the little thing but one image and look sell you sell that at fuck that's gonna be good that's like i could bash the hand i could bash the leg i could bash the tables to put it on i don't need to model it all day long (laughs) (laughs) if you actually really good at it you just produce a ton of access for the big industry they need it they they're willing to buy it because people don't have time to sit there and model Nobody has time to figure this out right now. Yeah, they just make collections. <laughs> this is a lot of things. Try 
to wrap your head around. And especially if you don't know anything about video or photography to start with. And if you know that, um, I think Street Fight or like uh, Fight, I think Fight Club uh, clip, they have like one take, one shot take, other thing to go through CGI and stuff. It's a bunch of duplicated shit. And then whenever they have wrong thing, they stitch together. They just slap a cable on the top just hmm. to cover that stitch. Huh. So thing is, if you're really good at 3D modeling, one good way to get you in industry is visualization. Visualizer making money. It's like similar to cinematographer. Just being able to think and... But work with 3D. Yeah. Just you, be creative. If, if, you, if you go... Ikea, you go to the website of Ikea, I'm guaranteed 90% of that shit is just fucking render. Dude, one day there's going to be somebody just standing there just being like, hey, build this, build that, build this, build that, and then somebody's going to be over there just building everything for them. When 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 are we going to hit the point to where everything's 3D modeled? You can just go to the database and just plug in and get your 3D model, your At breeze. That point, that's where like <laughs> are of value because Wait, everything's tracked back. They're actually doing that. They actually have it. They, I, I watched a video from some companies. They have like 200 or something camera surround and they just do and visualize it. Yeah. They 3D scan it but and the, then make it. The biggest thing I feel like are like the uh, connection that I just made. So like Turbo Squid, you can buy 3D models on there for yeah. whatever amount of money. That's the same concept as NFTs. Exact same. Yeah, yeah. just in a different way, yeah. And more so, I guess in the NFT world, you're kind of, you have that digital bread yeah. breadcrumb, if you will. But same sort of thing, you know. And I mean, I always kind of bring it back to Fortnite skins, too, with my little brother, how he's fucking geeking over all these Fortnite skins and trying yeah. to get all this stuff. They don't help you with the game or anything. They don't, like, do anything. It's just the, just the fact, like, yo, I got this skin and you don't kind of thing, you know, or like feeling inclusive because we all that. got this skin or something, oh, yeah. you know, but that's the same sort of thing. And then with V-Bucks, V-Bucks is fucking Ethereum, you know, it's a made up, I mean, made up in quotations currency, you know. Yeah. But what if, because what if? all the 3D, 3D artists need model, right? They kit bash everywhere, just make the NFT. Why don't you become like the sorcerer? Do you become like a producer of that? little thing they there's people on fiverr you can pay to make a fucking nft collection for you it's ridiculous really? oh dude yeah they do yeah google like on fiverr like you can search like yeah. nft and it'll be like all these artists like we'll create five thousand like assets for your NFT everybody product. have their own collection Every, it's, it's a massive race right now for what so like there's there's creating nfts which you kind of have to have a following and like really push for to kind of get your stuff sold or recognized yeah. you know but then collecting nfts in the same sense has been just as i mean more valuable f in my my experience i would say could that be more uh, valuable if you don't have a large quantity quantity of well per se like i don't know i feel like for the mass-produced nfts you're making I light. almost feel like those hold less value than the ones that are more collectible, if you will. High demand. It's all about what's popular, Something. I feel like. like yeah, there's. it's all about, so, I mean, yeah, I always bring it down. Like, you have your, your creative side to where we're all in that pool to where, like, we could put our art on there and sell our art. That one, you have to have, like, a following to in order to sell your art, obviously, just yeah. like with selling a painting. With collecting the NFTs and stuff, it's all about finding the projects that are, or collecting them, 
either in a profit standpoint or collecting them in a I like this art kind of standpoint. Mm, From okay. a po- profit standpoint, you want to be looking for the projects that have that haven't released yet or that have those huge followings that you can get in on that you see a potential growth in, you know, and it's all about kind of Twitter is a huge space for NFTs and stuff. And that is a good teller to like to see if the project like has traction or not. Um, But then it's all a matter of kind of catching that project early enough to get on like the white list or what's called a pre or like pre-sale, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Um, Cause if you can do that, then you're secured a uh, one of those like nfts at the original price Um, wow because for instance like the like i always go back to the fucking monkeys like the board ape shit those probably those like white white listed price you know those were probably like 0.1 ethereum you know and like for people to buy those at the original price see that like project get in on it and be able to buy it for 0.1 now they're sitting selling at like 100 ethereum a piece you know so i mean that's a huge one but like there's other projects too that I'm involved with that like have been pretty profitable for me that I've, I've like taking the method. If you're going into that, like investing for profits kind of route, buying two or three of the project that you find of interest or that you trust in, you know, buying two or three listing one or two of those. If you buy one or, or two or three, you know, listing one for one or for the profit or for the price that you bought all three, four yeah. selling that one, then you have two free, one free of that project you know and then just kind of growing your your collection in that sense um because then everything you sell from there is just straight gains you know so gains gains bro i mean it's it's crazy there's fucking people on there i mean these it's stupid you know i have this picture of this fucking little like animated turtle that someone like (laughs) my little brother could have made who's fucking in fifth grade you know but um that I was able to sell for fucking 1.5 Ethereum, really? you know, like, wow. it, it's ridiculous. Like it's, and it's all about the like hype around the collection, you know, oh, like yeah. there's no fucking way I would pay three point fucking whatever grand for a picture of a turtle, you know, no, but like it's, yeah, it's, yeah. it's weird. It's but a weird, weird space. And it's, it's gambling, you know, it's digital gambling. It's, yeah. it's a total toss up. It sounds like to me, like if you mm, be an artist, produce 3d art, and then you pull it out there for people to gamble on it. So you are the one holding a point of your art. But also you get creator fees from that and you can decide what those fees are. So like the the owner of Bored Ape, for example, to bring up the monkeys again, he's getting a percent off of each sale that happens, oh, you know? Man. So if it's like a hundred Ethereum sale and you're making 10% off of that, you're making 10 Ethereum off of each fucking... Anything. No, it's just circulating and you're just rolling in it. <laughs> I mean, Seriously. and yeah. the thing is, like, I mean, that's the biggest of the big that we keep exampling, but like, still, there's, it's realistic on a smaller scale. I mean, if you're, if you bring it up, like, how would you, how, how would you drive your car? Like, you buy a car, how can you drive? You need a motor, you need a tire, you need like wheel, you need all that little thing to come make like your car. So the artist is half the car. They're selling the car. They, they are a dealer. They have a car to selling out and they get a percentage out of that. Why? Like you, you probably can find like a certain arc that have the same accent that use all the time. Yes. But then it, it comes down to like, let's say you have this one project that's super popular. Right. And then you have this other project that's like, there's 
no, no one knows about it, but they're using like the same digital assets, let's say. Right. The people that want to buy this one are because of the following and the community and the benefits behind that project. Because mm-hmm. if you buy that one, yeah, it may look the same, but you're you're not getting the benefits and the hype around yeah. that big project. So you your know? resellability is just... And there uh, is a ton of fakes and a ton of scams out there. Like I almost just fucking fell for one the other day and just lost seven... I almost lost $700. But yeah. thankfully, like... I second <laughs> guess myself. Yeah, no, I mean I've but, definitely yeah. gotten scammed in NFTs before. You gotta watch out for for real, especially with the popular projects. There'll be so many like pop up accounts that are like look legit as hell, but they're not. What kind of uh, scams are out there? Just for people who are really familiar with them. So when you like for I'm gonna use this project Invisible Friends as an example. Or, yeah, Invisible Friends is fine. So, like, when, you, when you're on a white list or a pre-sale list, like, let's say the, the drop is at 9 p.m. tonight, whatever that is, um, you log on to their website and, like, connect your, your wallet, your Ethereum or whatever blockchain wallet you have, connect that to the website, and then you can mint what's called as minting is just, like, buying the first initial, like, cost of the NFT. You can mint that on that website, but, like, there's disc like all the big projects have discords attached to them and that's where like the community aspect comes from it so like people are just chatting in there all day like jacking each other off whatever yeah um but like the like come time around the drop or like just throughout like the the nft's history if it's a really booming one whatever has a lot of traction there'll be like pop-up accounts that look like they're from the the users or whatever you know that you'll click on the website and it looks like spit an image to the website you know and it's you connect it and it just like doesn't do anything and just takes your money or something i don't know people are doing it all sorts of ways to where like that way or they'll just create like fake accounts on OpenSea and they'll have like nfts listed that aren't actually legit you just kind of have to fact check and use the official links throughout the the official projects like positive yeah yeah Hmm. But it's a fucking wormhole that's weird and ever-evolving. That so, really, really fast. You were talking about time before. Oh, you know what? Yeah, I had that meeting cancel, so we're good. Yeah, okay. we're golden. Right. Yeah, I appreciate that, though. Yeah. yeah. Well, the thing is, I'm <coughs> I was supposed to be on Twitter Spaces promoting my next NFT project, actually. <laughs> it wasn't that at 9? Yeah, yeah. They It's moved to next week, though, so we're okay. golden. Right. Yep. Cool, cool. Well, I'm thinking Binary's that. coming out soon, by the way. Just wow. plug in that. Hell yeah. I'll show you guys some of it. In a bit. I've been seeing what you've been doing. <coughs> or have I not seen what you're doing? Uh that like line art stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's yeah. binary. Okay. Yeah. That's what's up. Yeah, I appreciate it. Dude. That was actually made with uh I was gonna talk about it on the Twitter spaces, but let's fucking talk about it here. I uh I made that with ink and water in different like black and white backdrops and stuff. Yeah. So ink and water in a fish tank and then running it through this uh this generative uh expression that I made in uh after effects there that Kind of gives it that weird effect, so. But it's like a super gnarly, like. I, you can see the wave, but like, is it's it more mixing like what? No, sorry, go ahead. I, I don't know. I feel like it's super cool because it was the mixing of like two D and like mm-hmm. the three D sense. Yeah, that's like the the depth on like that that specific line effect. You know, it, it's deeper on the on the Z plane. You know, so it gives it that effect. But then also the shading of the the ink itself and how it's like light and then dark kind of gives that effect naturally too, to where it kind of worked in its, in itself, if you will. Oh, okay. <laughs> did you see what I, did you look it up? 
Sick. Two, right? So one day I was sitting in my class and Binary Bay yeah. followed me. Oh, there you go. Yeah, I do a lot of spam follows hey, trying to get that him. word out. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> and I was like, okay, that's cool. I saw the art, right? I, I didn't look up before. Like, like, eh, that's fucking all right. <laughs> another NFT project. <laughs> I was sitting in class like, hmm. Dude, those <laughs> NFT accounts are insane. Dude, oh, what? my God. You should see the notifications on that binary account. It's just nothing but just spam. Oh, it's crazy. Dude, what the fuck is like sitting there in class? I'm like, I'm fucking tired. I did not even read the portfolio. So who's coming from? I'm like, binary base. Okay, cool. I look at it. Scroll all the way down. Like, oh, that looked nice. And I'm sitting there and like, hey, everybody, it's like a binary thing. Okay, that's cool. Everybody look at me like. What the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> Dude, I was in class. I was like, did you show your class my NFT project? I would, I showed one a couple of them, and they look at me like, did like, you make this? This shit's fucking this? whack, bro. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like. Dude, it's binary base. I didn't look at a portfolio. I, I didn't call your name out. I was like, look at this. Like, this is cool. I was like, okay. Everybody, back to class. I'm like, oh, <laughs> this is I guess I'll put my phone away. <laughs> this is something you haven't posted yet? Because I don't think I've seen it. Um, binary base? Binary, binary base? base? No. It's on Instagram. It's on Instagram. Dude, I've... Dude, where you've been? It's been on Instagram. Instagram's <laughs> been my... On, uh, look at this. Inst- Instagram's been my mortal enemy for like the past four weeks. Like, I'm barely on it now. Um, Me too. Like, actually, instead, like... Click on one of them and then, like, swipe. They're animated. Beside, beside I posting on my story. I'm not oh. even doing anything on my Instagram, dude. Yeah. Do you want been loving? This inside outside the box. The stuff they've been working on with the uh, Oh the yeah, 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 yeah. They've been killing it. Yeah. Dude. They have a uh, right across the street from Fleetwood, they have like a physical installment of I it. It's pretty cool. Oh. I haven't seen it yet. Mm-hmm. Have you been there? Yeah. I went there like right as they're close or like a couple days after they set it up and I know Wilkin was talking to me, they were having some syncing issues because they have like nine different little monitors like analog TVs or yeah. I think they are monitors oh, actually. Dude. But, like, syncing those up and stuff has been, I think, a, a challenge that they've been working. But it's part of the, I think it's a, like, a, it's a piece for the Ann Arbor Summer Festival. So. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. Hey, Jerry, we should, we should collab Whoa. sometime. I'm definitely open for collabs, bro. bro that'd be I'm crazy. always down for hey, collabs. Hey, I'm, I'm free like in the demon. summer. Yeah, it's so crazy. There's, like, f- I'll show you this one that isn't posted. What it literally looks the? like Pikachu. Holy shit. Looking at binary base. Yeah. But yeah, that's all from like ink and water, like in a fish tank. How long has that account been going? Not long. I mean, I'm still, I'm in the process. Here's this photo of it. That looks like, that's the one that's like Pikachu vibes. It does look like Pikachu. Like there's the. That's pretty sick. I kind of doubt on this shit a little bit. It's like. Yeah. Everyone pulls out their phones. Dude, let me show you what I've been working on. I've been working on it. It works well <laughs> without visuals. Dude, I hate phones. I don't know. Why. Oh yeah, I need a. I need like a, a disconnect trip, like somewhere tropical or not, just away from this thing. Hey, you're welcome to go to Vietnam, right? Yeah, yeah. I mean, Dude, I would love yeah. to. I would love to explore Vietnam. All right, I'm. I'm on a trip like um, June June fifth. I'm gonna leave in June fifth. I'm gonna be there for a month. If you. If you show up in Vietnam, give me a call, right? All right. We'll see if I land in, in Vietnam in, you said, July? Uh, June? June, June. Okay, don't want to June and you. July. I'm be June and beginning. Um, you'll be back on July 5th. I'll book the ticket right now. Fuck it. 
<laughs> Call me up. Like, like whenever you dare. This is the, this is the turtle. <laughs> what? Yeah. Really? That's the NFT that sold? Yeah. God, Jesus Christ. What the like, fuck? So what happens if this said person who now owns it, right? Because you don't own it anymore. Yeah. What happens if they want to only have the only copy? You you have the option to list it for sale or not, you know. So you yeah. can you can just hold on to it and just like mine, basically, you know. Then, or you can list it for sale and sell it. If someone you know? changes that, how can they get it off of your phone technically? They can't. Well, no, this is just a JPEG on my phone, you know. Yeah. Like okay. this is this is like everyone can just screenshot a whatever. Yeah. yeah. And, Doesn't mean you won't. Yeah. Exactly. I'm like I'm just, it's the same thing I'm as screenshotting the Mona Lisa, you know. Yeah. I'm just trying to figure out if somebody was like, I want the rights to this. Like, can, like somehow so like i said it varies from project to project um i'm not sure on like the specifics and i'm i'm still like not the best person to talk to about all this stuff i'm just yeah. learning like everyone else but yeah. like each project like i said kind of has its own rules and stipulations on how you can use the the art with the or from the project yeah. um i mean i've i'm in a couple that they've used like their nfts on like the top of their wax jars and like designed it like put their thing on that and like had it on there you know um but then there's other projects that i know that have like stricter rules where it's like no commercial use no modifying or like manipulating the existing one or so it's just i don't know it's it's all the game yeah it's all just wild wild west man wow. i think no one really knows what the fuck's happening yet so that's what i'm excited about the future yeah, yeah. it's i just so we're talking about phones though because there is a, yeah, speaking of phones, I mean, from, I, I can't remember the exact years, but it was like from like 2000 or like, what was it? It was like 1990 to two, 2005 or whatever. There was like 5% of your day was spent on phones or something, the average American. And then from like what are we at now? 2005 to like current or again, I'm butchering these dates, yeah, but, yeah. but like it jumped up to like 50% of your day or 60 or yeah, like I 60, 60% yeah. of your day is spent on your phone. And then Gross. with Metaverse, the goal is like, or it would realistically change it to 90% of your day spent wow. like in front of a screen. That is disgusting. Really disgusting. Yeah. Well, the thing is, insane. Metaverse, you, you go in there and you got to harass and I'm like, okay, I'm going to stay in here. Willing you stay in there if you get harassed in Metaverse. It's no different than real life. Bro, that's what I I'm did. Saying. I did listen to an interesting. Th- there's actual jobs you can get in the Metaverse. People which, are having business meetings in the Metaverse Which already. I don't like even sandbox understand. Sandbox and Decentraland, for it's, sure. It's like, it's... It's elevated it Zoom. It changed, it like, the gen gestations from real human flesh into a dragon Fake. avatar yeah yeah <laughs> eric remember when we were joking around about how you'd have your phone in the basement and you'd be able to be somewhere else with your face yeah we were joking about that shit all but the time yeah but that's like very realistic i mean yeah. currently we the, the the thing is we were thinking of making ai in the house it's yeah. already remake it they already that have that idea out. I want to have this whole wall be a fucking screen, and then remake all of us as like AI, like um, just like literally rebuild all of us, mm-hmm. and then like they just be like out in the field, just like <laughs> just like picking the out. picking yeah. the flowers. <laughs> like <laughs> well, imagine if this wall, it's just a fucking giant LED screen, and you just like extend the environment. The out. mirror thing. Yeah. Or yeah, that too. Yeah. Man, I'm thinking it's like if we actually transfer ourselves into metaverse willing you enjoyed it 
Will you enjoy the thing? I feel like it boils down to the person that you are. I mean, people get so much dopamine release out of social media and how social media and like Instagram and all that. Anything? Why not? Well, just how it's designed and like the the psychological aspect of like being able to refresh it and shit. That one social dilemma or whatever that came out, they kind of touch on it. It's so eye opening that documentary. But like just how they design it to where it's literally like hardwiring your brain to like be into it you know so i the same sort of thing i feel like is not far-fetched to happen with metaverse and stuff Mm -hmm. but like one thing that i wanted to touch on that i've thought about with the metaverse is like with as fast i mean so like vr and stuff like that's all not there yet you know like the graphics and stuff are just so far like until it's like gta 5 when i put on the fucking goggles like then shit's gonna get real but the (laughs) the limitation or the fact that like when you can cross over and you can't tell what's real or not, that's going to be weird too. Like with how close PlayStation and shit's getting, but, um, what was I saying? The, the limitations of VR in your actual space. So like just as fast as VR needs to excel in technology, I feel like the, either there needs to be a standardized, like, moving platform like i I know they've they have them already where you can like have the goggles on and you can like walk around and stuff i feel like that needs to get either like workshopped better or i mean like the limitation that i see obviously is like you put on these goggles and you're limited to the walls and like shit around your house you know like sure you can be in like a a grassy field but like in the real world you're going to be running into your fucking couch and coffee table and stuff you know so like that that <laughs> yeah. that's one thing that I think about is like you're limited like and I think about people who are in like a super small ass like 400 square foot New York apartment you know and it's yeah, like oh cool be doing it. I'm in the ocean like or I'm in a beach like and it's oh, like right you know here I, you, know you know what know? I think would uh, be um a well I would say non intrusive but it's very much intrusive I feel like Neuralink's gonna come into play with that yeah. with Elon Musk attempting to create some sort of computer chip you can like walk like have the sensation of walking without walking i feel like he's going to develop something involving Neuralink that like can affect your um your motor functions and also your nerves your nerve endings so Mm -hmm. like it may feel like you're walking like if you're in the ocean like you're in the water it can like stimulate those specific nerves to extreme false reality it can like stimulate your nerves to make it feel like you're actually in water you can like tensing your muscles so I feel like you're picking something heavy up and shit. There is, I feel like I don't that's know something that's hundred uh, percent yeah. possible. I was listening to well something he was talking about with the fact of Neuralink being able to control your orgasms and that there was a study with this girl. It wasn't Neuralink, it was done like years ago. But they basically re-hardwired or like whatever t- her brain to where she had a button that she could press and orgasm on demand with this button and she became so addicted to this button that i can't remember correctly but like she either like fought or like something as extreme as like killed herself because she couldn't press this button anymore like they took the button away because she was just like you know like that's crazy and that's like the that's the the scary reality of being that that, point, that like, close to to instant gratification you know that's that is, that's a really and i mean it goes more than just a fucking orgasm you, it could anything, be anything yeah. you know pleasure of walking on the beach if you're that close and that like you can't tell just the difference the between just, yeah. then it's like holy fuck and you can just travel from like thailand to 
Cozumel to fucking Texas in a matter of seconds, like that's gonna be weird for the brain. That is, oh, <laughs> dude, all the old fogies are like, whoa. <laughs> well, yeah, because the, the, sorry, the dopamine and serotonin that's you know usually released when you actually have to like work for something or you know you have to earn something it's it's way more satisfying but if your brain's like being rewired so it so you can get it instantly and And that's what our phones are doing i mean like when everyone opens up their phone and they have 50 likes on their thing and they're like oh whoa it feels good yeah you know it's weird everything about social media is designed to keep you on social media like refresh it from from the colors from the algorithm that's monitoring everything it's monitoring like how long you look at a post which post you like which post you don't like how quickly you go through stories every single thing you do and it's all going to be tailored to keep you on there longer that's why i hate that shit but it is so freaky think about it all the people who produce all of this what it was the the end goal so the goal are we at the end goal yeah the end goal of them is get everybody on this so they can enjoy the beach with less people on it they can enjoy the forest with less demonetization no not everybody's just walking around with their fucking hand up in the air yeah everybody's staying home they just like fly up to the beach and like fucking fire out a billionaire just sitting there smoking cigars drinking fucking drink and they can enjoy the beach like the the nature themselves in real world when everybody else sit in a fucking four feet depart- apartment just like jumping on VR. I mean, that's do you think do you think like actually traveling is gonna be such a luxury in the future to where okay. like everyone's like yeah like it's so expensive to travel because like emissions and all that shit like in the future like you have to pay like thousands and I thousands of that. dollars of it for a plane ticket Our anywhere change like crazy. that's I mean, fucking it's, scary it's gonna benefit some people for like commute wise like oh i don't have you just put on goggles and headphones that's what and zoom's at, doing for and then sure, you're at yeah. work you know mm-hmm. um that's called saturation in <laughs> in a fucking world. Let me let me put out another crazy uh, business proposition for you guys yeah. on on the whole spatial thing with the AR thing. Being, well, just being limited with your with your space with AR. Yeah. So, in the future, I could see this being a thing to where like you have these big, like, all right, so real estate and like business properties and stuff. There's a shit ton of them all around that are not being utilized whatsoever. How long till those buildings get start getting turned into this VR space. So imagine this. That's easy. Like imagine a fully whited out, like or whatever it needs to be like for this really like it, it should it could be white but it's like hallways and like big open rooms and like into other hallways and like whatever throughout this whole warehouse but it's just completely empty at the beginning of it you put on these goggles Yo, and then so it's like you're walking through a castle and you open up and it's like this huge room and it's like you're in this fucking valley whatever you know like Whoa. That's, I think, what's going to be utilized for all these fucking huge standalone buildings that aren't getting used anymore. That's Could be talking about million dollars, million dollar ideas right here, but Not who really. fucking knows? Not but really. But well, no, like just like million dollars in our pocket ideas type shit. <laughs> 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 who knows? I mean, I mean, any investors listening, hit my line. <laughs> it's, an empty, it's an empty room. That's all it is. That's all you need. And you could fucking choose your choose your like world that you want to go in at the beginning, whether it's medieval, tropical, oh, yada dude, yada. That's gonna be like I can see that being the future of like gaming almost. That's like, everything. Yeah. I mean it and it all it takes is just fucking laying up drywall fucking rant like 
blank shit, you know? Space. Yeah, imagine it's just if, space. Because ima- that's the limitation with VR and all that shit. It's there your is no space, limitation. you know? Imagine, well, imagine yeah. like, uh, with Netflix and the interactive Black Mirror-like thing that they did. Imagine that, but you are the protagonist, and you're making those decisions in VR. Right. And that would like, be insane. Yeah. Holy <laughs> shit. Well, the that, thing is, you will, will you enjoy that? You will enjoy that. You were killing people in that metaverse. But then, in real life, do you guys just willing you guys just like sit on a beach you know, like having fun? You'd be like, that's well, dude, that's the point. Shit. That's what's the ga- point that I'm terrified of. It's the point is, of that that yeah. differential of where I enjoy the VR more than I enjoy going yeah. outside, which yeah, I can't see that happening right now. But like the fact that we have phones sitting in our pockets that are like supercomputers yeah. like, in the past 10 years, it's just imagine they're able to simulate sunlight for you and then you're out on the beach and you can bask in the sun all day if you want but you're not you don't have to worry about you know getting skin cancer or anything just like some fucking lizards like yo just a little heat lamp. your eye is tiny it's com- your eyes are one of the hundred of your body so if the, the rv is on your eye your eye will take that sunlight that fake sunlight through your eye and it's just like you will you will feeling it. You will have the feeling of it. This is sensation, but yeah. And if you have like a the thing like the chips the chips on you, it would just fake it. You feeling you burn. You feeling you have the feeling on it. Well, do you willing you go out and like doing that, or are you just sitting there because I feel it, but my skin not going to get there'd, damaged. There'd be no need. Like once you realize there's no drawbacks to this to this virtual like sensation you wouldn't have a desire to go outside like why you know yeah. there's bugs out there there's people out there you know it's with here i don't have to worry about parking it's perfect i'm feeling bad for the kid and that's what's scary it's like that's why i'm scared to have a kid yeah well, what's gonna be that, that's gonna make it go even faster yeah they don't they don't they <laughs> don't have a real experience dude they mm. don't they don't they just well, I mean, vr we're gonna we're gonna be around for like 60 more years average i would say you know yeah, but hopefully. like for them, it's like, what's that other, like, I mean, already in, like, 40 years, the world is going to be so much of a different place, like, drastically, and I'm assuming for the worst, so, like, when yeah. they get to that point, like, it's like, I just don't want to have to bring life into this world to experience what that's going to be, because oh, yeah. it's a guarantee that they're going to experience it. I was thinking... It's fucked, and, like, oh, I want to yeah. have the experience of, like, having a child and stuff, but then I always go back to that, like... He's going to have to grow like they're going to have to grow up into this like fucked of a world. But like, again, it's like people have always been saying that in a sense, too. So like devil's advocate, too. Wait, hold up. (laughs) (laughs) So I was thinking that's a very valid point. (laughs) I was thinking that if you can't get a baby in metaverse. Oh my god! Oh my god! <laughs> An oh NFT my baby! God! You just fucking turn a thing into Matrix. Imagine an AI. <laughs> imagine an AI scans your genetic code, your facial features, your family history, and it's and in like and you have a partner, it's and like it scans does the exact thing. same thing, and it creates a fucking like perfectly like like it predicts what your baby would look like in real life, but in the metaverse. <laughs> That's it, what. Uh, Yo, hang on. Side note too. My man's oh, over here building and launching rockets. I've been watching him. This is this is cool. Yeah. I've I've never Imagine that. Is that just like a, a game of sorts? Yeah? Okay. There's a whole science behind it. Like No, I'm sure it goes deep into like the engineering and physics of all that shit too. That's that's pretty cool. I, I can tell that, that that rocket had some issues. You gotta go back to the drawing board. 
Huh? Oh shit. Uh oh. I, I hear it. Off fuck. access. I hear the sound far. Versus send him up on a rocket. And I see no issues. <laughs> oh, yeah, and I see babies. no issue on that. Oh my god, we gotta be the manslaughter. It perfectly produces a baby, like a like a digital baby, <laughs> and it's and it predicts that this is like ninety nine percent like most likely what this baby would be if it was real. And <laughs> like partnership partnership with that uh that company that you like send your DNA with, like the My DNA or oh, whatever that shit. thing's called, or like Twenty Three and Me. Twenty Three and Me, that's what it is. Yeah, Dude. where it's like you got your family trait, boom, you plug it in as a little little thing, and it, it just. And now, like, imagine like a couple that can't have a kid, and then they they find out that this exists, and they create like a virtual baby, and then they. But like, is that baby gonna give them the same pleasure as a real baby? If it's realistic enough, it could. Bro, it it's could. that instant gratification, because the dopamine. What if you have the other elements as well, like feeling. So, like, that has to go into haptic and stuff, too, before yeah. it gets there as well. It like, would be, it'd have to be extremely advanced, but, like, I see it as a possibility, and it's freaky to think about. I just want to be able to find a way. Think to about it. Think about it. What was that? Um, I, I was born in the 2000s, so I don't know, like, the early 2000s stuff too much because I was a baby. But, like, uh, what's the thing that... Tamagotchi. Tamagotchi. Yeah, People yeah, are yeah. crazy over that. Now, imagine that if it was, like, 100 times more <laughs> I got realistic. it. I knew what he was talking it's about. Like, wait, wait, Tamagotchi. wait. Hold that second. Imagine... If you can do that, willing you replicate yourself, imagine how ten of your yourself. Eric, first off, you don't we don't need ten Eric's, but we do it at the same time. Like the Matrix, like a, yeah. What's no, his but name? Would they actually be you and whatnot? I mean, if you if you have ten Eric and then already have ten independent. If that's the case, my says there's already somebody that has a thousand of themselves and they're already taking over the world. Yeah, dude, they gonna be a, <laughs> are they gonna be a fucking war? They're gonna be like, t- if if it's the ten Eric, right? Yeah, I can produce ten different shit at the same time in different field. One of me gonna be like <laughs> chemical engineering. One of me gonna be politician. This is Rick and Morty at this point. Dude, that they got in a fucking war with each other. It Think about the, commu- the computing power you need for that. Dude, metaverse, everything impossible. Web 3.0 computing power is no object. Eric makes himself an AI. <laughs> I, th- I think I think just with the way technology is advancing and the way that humans are becoming more and more involved with technology, like first we were separate like we used computers to take a rocket to the moon and then we started like carrying these around then we started wearing technology and now we're having rings that predict our moods and like can influence oh, those, us that tech is old bro mood mood rings have been around <laughs> yeah i'm just kidding no but like no, <laughs> i saw like a thing for like a thing. ring that like like scans your brain waves that's really like, oh, through your finger i don't know Andrew, i was talking about the ones that change the color on it you know yeah, the color just mood temperature rings. <laughs> yeah like, i don't even know how that works but like it's Did weird you get your ring on you and I feel like at that rate, it's... Yeah. Show tray. It's like a high-tech ring. It's like your ring that just keeps track of your thing. Look at the inside. What does it do, like monitor heart rate and stuff? That uh, tracks sleep and activity throughout the day, yeah. Wow, that's sweet. It's light, too. It's just a little ring. Yeah. It's just, we're becoming cyborgs. It's like the same sort of tech as in, like, an Apple Watch. Right? Wait, yeah. Think, yeah. thinking about it's it, if you, you become a cyborg, yeah. if you become cyborg, you don't fucking care about cancer or HIV. <laughs> I mean, that's that's. Tell me if I'm wrong. That's Neuralink's <laughs> Tell me. Tell me if I'm wrong. All right. No, that's just another element for real life. But if you, <laughs> if like, you leave that back to real life. 
if you replay fucking your lung with a fucking metal shit. <laughs> like a, it's like still giving you air. It's still give you air, right? Yeah, and you got a little. <laughs> oh no! Don't no, talk about um, polio back then, right? <laughs> iron, everyone just has like a little iron lung in them. But that's what like Neuralink is really focusing on right now is like the the health aspects of it, like repairing blindness or like hearing aids and stuff too. Yeah. Or like just it's gonna advance curing hearing. Dude, it draw stuff. me back so much about like Lucy. Do you know you have you watched Lucy movie? Yeah. Uh yeah, it's been a little bit though. Yeah. Uh, l- turn yourself into a AI shit. Like <laughs> at the yeah, end, yeah. she is turned into like a goopy black shit. And big it's oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. So imagine that your body not gonna turn into black gooey shit, but your body gonna be like fucking in a tube or well, think like about box. what what like the evolution of like i mean we're gonna eventually over time like talking like hundreds if we make it that many years but like i feel like we're gonna turn closer and closer into what the stereotypicals alien looks like those like skinny bodies with like the big heads and like probably start molding fucking you vr headsets you think our us. eyes would get yeah. like adapt to get bigger to fit the goggles yeah, hey, or like, sure. <laughs> wait, I don't want to, be, I don't, I don't mean to be racist, but we're gonna, <laughs> what? But we're gonna turn into like African childs, like currently. If you go like Africa, Africa and stuff, like country over there, yeah. there's the poverty, like the, the kid is like so fucking skinny, like 20 power. Well, well, like, we're just not gonna need to use our muscles yeah, anymore, our, so we're just gonna turn a, into these like frail little, like, it's, yeah, <laughs> it's not gonna be from a lack of nutrition, it's gonna be from a lack of use, like, yeah, right. all right. So, I got two things out of this whole thing really fast, so <laughs> not that important, <laughs> but so you're talking about how having like goggles would shape your eyes and whatnot. Maybe like it might affect like your structure. overall yeah. body. Yeah, you're talking about Africa and whatnot. And <laughs> way back when, um, was it Africa that used to have those neck braces that like make the longs the necks longer? Yeah. yeah. So like, I think that's an African tradition or something. Yeah, that's yeah, an African Africa. like tradition for like in Africa. It's a country. I don't. I'm not gonna try. No, to that's a many country and a many tribe yeah. doing that. It just yeah. goes to show you that whatever you did to yourself molds you through time. Yeah. And so like I'm just confirming everything. Like whatever no. happens, that's we're valid product of whatever happens. Hey, we're I mean, gonna turn to T-Rex. Our, like, backs and stuff are already, like, arching, like, into, like, a C-curve because we're hunched over computers and phones all day. I am a tree. I mean, like, same with, like, our, thong- or our like, pinkies and stuff, Dude, too. I have like, a massive knot right here. Exactly. Everyone does. Wait, it's because we're fucking holding it like this. Yeah. yeah. I feel like we're the evolution ourselves into a T-Rex. Short arms is on a short arm, yeah. (laughs) Keyboard right here. I'm not even gonna lie, it kind of freaks me out when I see my three year old nephew. He has like an iPhone and he just stares at all day, yeah. And it's and he's probably better using it than you are. He's most likely, (laughs) dude. Like, literally, will like be like, Can I have my phone? And he's like, He's three, he'll go like, watch YouTube. And I'm like, Dude, play, go outside. What are you doing? Mm -hmm. But I like every time I see him, he's just walking around like this, and it's 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 scary. Cause I mean, it's, like, it's, even, it, go, ahead, no, go ahead, go ahead. I was gonna say it's just sad to see like those parents that have like those iPads with like the huge like rubber around them that they just like <laughs> use it as like it's like the yeah. modern day pacifier. You it know? really they, is. They just like here, take it. Really, it shut my, up. My brother was an iPad kid. You know, <laughs> that's my nephew. <laughs> dude, I'm gonna slap my kid if they're doing that. Oh God, dude. Dude, yeah. if my kid like, all right, he's five and he's holding fucking iPad with rubber on it, I'm gonna be like full hand slap. And he's gonna Fast fly out a window. Twenty years later, Eric's like, "Shut up! Here, here's an iPad. <laughs> I can't take it anymore." <laughs> I, I'm gonna talk about my son in future. 
Well, it's going to be a baby in the metaverse, so. Yeah, you, oh, won't, you won't have to deal with that. It'll already be on a screen. Imagine <laughs> I'm seeing myself get <laughs> born again. Fun. Like, I see 10 more Eric in metaverse. Oh, my God. And just take off the world. You should make a funny little video and be like, hi, I'm Eric. And be like, and this is Eric. And it's like, Eric, 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 Eric. And it's just like, <laughs> it's just like Dude, Eric's pop out. Dude, that going to be scared. I'm even scared of myself, right? You may have yourself scanned, right? Yeah, but I'm scared of myself. I'm serious. That's the best part. <laughs> I, I, I am see, my own worst enemy. I see myself as like a devil right now. Like, Jesus Christ. I, I hate it. I, I look at myself like, hello. And I, whenever I look at mirror, I was like, who is that? I'm like, okay, it's you, bitch. And like all the time, <laughs> I'm like, I'm scared. And when, it's haunting me. Like, whenever Dude, you got to give some self-love, bro. You got to give yourself a hug. Dude, whenever... Whenever I look at myself in the mirror, and I'm like, what are you doing? And he just look at me like, it's you. <laughs> I'm you, bro. <laughs> I'm you, bro. It like, looks like a real life trip on shrooms. I'm scared. I work so hard until probably like three in the morning, just go to the bathroom and look at me like. <laughs> <laughs> just laugh at yourself. It's just like, dude, I don't even know that I'm laughing at myself. I know, but it's like, look at a mirror and look at me like, <laughs> you're like, just a fucking bitch. Just like, what are you doing <laughs> three in the morning? <laughs> I'm like, I'm no, working. You, you got to look at yourself like, bro, I'm a fucking tank. I'm editing this shit till three in the morning. Not like you're a loser dude. editing till three in the morning. I, well, Eric, it's going to pay off. I, I, I don't know to tell you, but, like, I have different personalities, like, at different times. Like, I can deal with any shit. Like, that personal, like, just take over, and they don't even tell you. Like, he's over here just like, all right. Yeah. Change the mode. <laughs> change the mode. New, new switch. They just, like, piece together. Like, we shake in hand, and whenever in different, dis- like, position, we're going to take over. You know, you just sit back, relax, go to sleep, and shit. Like, Three in the morning, you don't want to see me because, dude, my eyes. It's a different break. Eric. Just, I'm just focused on that. And if anybody bothering me, it's like, fuck you, bitch, get out. Like that. Jesus. Eric, where did you get your mouth from? Um, Sailor. I, I consider myself as an um, international person. Oh, a, a man of many values. Oh, yeah, yeah, sure. About okay. that, yeah. But I would talk shit about <laughs> that time a lot. Eric because said, man, fuck that guy, fuck that guy, Eric. Dude, you haven't seen. Do you guys smoke weed, by the way? Yeah. Can I smoke weed in here? Uh, we're not smoking in here. Valid. We can go outside. Valid. All right. But Continue. yeah, if we're in the garage, it'd be a different story. All good. Oh, if, if in the garage, <laughs> like, oh boy, here to be wild. No, this is the sober Eric, all right? Okay. I just let <laughs> you know. Okay. <laughs> I just let you know that it's sober Eric. Who are talking to you is sober Eric, but like, I have work Eric. I have. Class Eric, class Eric is pretty lazy. He's like <laughs> sitting in class, like he's late to class half the time. Yeah, and then um, normal Eric's like dinner Eric's like when prep food for Hannah, and then um, driving Eric is like have enjoy driving like with my girlfriends all the time. Okay. And then um, like being dumbass Eric's like <laughs> sometimes at beginning of class or something like that. I have many different personalities, just like take over at some time let's just be not be me at the same time a man of many hats i like it it's it's fun to have it i'm sure it's i'm sure it's an interesting being uh your girlfriend <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you can apply uh we call it 
application. I'm saying ever since she came into his life, I'm like, thank you. <laughs> like, I'm just like, hey, that's Eric. All yeah. Right, right. Like, you have to deal with him now. <laughs> <laughs> to Hannah, it, I, I'm telling you, Hannah is a strong mindset dealing with me. Because like, remember last night, I was just like jumping around, just working on my little science projects. And yeah. she's like, I don't fucking care. <laughs> it's just, she just sitting there and I don't care. Like, it's same at school. Like, when I'm in at work or any shit. Dude, I'm full on. At one time, I now sleep in fucking lab. Like, we just <laughs> sitting there for, like, two days straight. Just working. I'm working, like, 18 hours straight. Just go on it. And she's, like, on the table. Just, like, six <laughs> hours later. <laughs> yeah. Six hours later, she just wake up, like, are you still working? I'm, like, yeah. She's just, dude. She's your rock. Yeah, she's like, are we gonna do, redo the project? And she's sitting there doing that. Ten hours later, gone. Six hours. I'm like, I'm get fuck. <laughs> Working on it. Just Eric being Eric. That's her yeah. little saying. Is Eric being Eric for ten seconds? Oh, dude, like, it's me. I'm like, I'm feeling scared about myself. Man, Jesus Christ, I'm scared. Eric, what's your most favorite thing about yourself, and the thing you hate the most about yourself? The most favorite thing about myself is. I can do anything I want, but the the most hated is the consequence of whatever I did. <laughs> That's a good answer. Like, I see I can do, I can drive fast, I can enjoy fast. Like, Torrent, if you blast your music on, like, cool, we're driving fast, we're having fun. But the consequence. Yeah, the consequence is, like, I got pulled over. Tickets ain't cheap. Same as working. Like, I can rock myself 24 hours straight, nonstop, with coffee and caffeine and nicotine and all that shit all together and having fun with it. And the consequence of it, oh, fucking pass out 12 hours. I didn't know what the fuck's going on. Where the fuck am I? <laughs> oh, yeah, it's that, that coffee nicotine diet for sure. Dude. It's, I, it's fucked up. I don't eat till, like, currently four. I have a really, consider really healthy routine <laughs> compared to back when I was in the apartment. Yeah. In the apartment is different shit. It's different, <laughs> Eric. It's just. Dude, I saw this man go through. Tim Torrent can guarantee you it's <laughs> different. Like, they walk into into the my my apartment is like, uh, Red Bull, Monster, oh, Jaegers everywhere. <laughs> On my table is like cigarette, cigar, those, and those all this shit. Massive packs of Red Bull you buy at Costco, like I don't know, like twenty four of them. Yeah, he'll go through one of those packs in like not even a week. It's a lot of like, sugar, like, man. Five days, he'll be like. I need more Rebel. I need more coffee. You'd be having like two pots of coffee on his table. <laughs> Dude, I consider myself having a really healthy routine right now with my girlfriends. Like, no, serious. I'm, I'm happy were you a healthy routine. Were you having like, um, like caffeine tolerances? Yeah, like you would, you found yourself having to drink more and more. You would drink a whole in order to feel. I can buzz. drink more as much as I can. I can go to sleep like easy. Like, if I want to go to bed, snap. I'm gone. I wish I could do that. Like, if I don't want to do it, I can, like, my eye can feel... Let's, well, that's because you're always tired. I know! <laughs> <laughs> like, my eye's going to be burned, and like, oh my god, my eye's so burned, and I cannot wake up, and then after one cup of coffee, I'm good. Like, Ready let's grok it. Like, dude, if somebody <clears throat> make me, like, like, make me slave, like, 
they just leave me for a whole life. Yeah. They fucking the happiest person in the world. Yeah, because they have whatever they want now. <laughs> yeah, I literally just like make myself work, and I just it's feed the different, your coffee. It's different mode, dude. I just hang like wake up right like two in p.m. hanging out with my girlfriend, cooking, it's eating, do whatever I want. Living life. And then went back from class like eleven o'clock. So I'm like, okay, let's go to work. Like eleven p.m. Like where you go to work, you're like, oh my god, I had a fucking day. And I was like, hey, hello. Dude, I'm always saying good night to this man. He's like, oh, I'm, I haven't even started yet. I'm like, what? <laughs> I just do it. Like, I love to do it. I don't know why. Dude, I think it's the power to habit. Like, like you, like wake up at four in the morning. I, that which I cannot do. Like, even I'm awake or I'm in bed. Like I'd rather stay up past four than wake up at four. Well, people have different schedules. I mean, I think it's just about finding your, your optimal hours for productivity. Because, like, I have, yeah. I mean, I wake up, I would say, a pretty average, like, 8 a.m. most mornings. And then I'm out by, like, midnight normally, unless it's, like, a weekend. Right. But, um, I mean, I have friends that, like, my one friend, he, he does, like, the papers at night and stuff. But he also, like, produces music. And he's... He's up all night and, like, goes to bed at, like, 8 a.m., but then, like, sleeps until, like, 2 or 3, you know? And it's just, like, yeah. but he still gets, like, his shit done. He's not just out partying until 8 in the morning every night, you know? it's He's working throughout that night, so it's yeah. it's all just, yeah, finding your oh, what no. works for you. And, I mean, for you, it sounds a little unhealthy, but, I mean, it, it works <laughs> for you. <laughs> it is what it is. I, I, I think it's, it's going to be this really quali- qualifying thing is, um, if you learn five hours a day, ten, six, uh, seven days, you learn 35 hours mm-hmm. to 52 week. You have like a ton of hours compared to what the person learn one hours a day. Oh yeah. So see, that's what I'm honestly intrigued about what's going to happen to me. Yeah. Like if you learn five hours a day, I guarantee in three months, you fucking rocket, like go like ready for shit. I mean, it's the same sort of thing as like, if you're, you're working 12 hour days, as opposed to six hour days, you're going to get two times the amount of work done as opposed to the yeah, person that's enough. only working six hour days. That, that, I think that's one trigger for me just to start my day automatically. Like yeah. instead of I have to wake myself off, like I have to, I have to talk to someone like really important or like I'm excited to talk to them. They just start my day for like 24 hour hours, just like go straight up 24 hours. There's like energy. <laughs> like if I start my days by talking with that person for one hour straight, I just start my days. Now what happens if you stare at a tree for like the first hour of your day and it's like, oh, now what? Stare at trees? <laughs> I mean, it takes the rest of the day. I mean, I can make it into my habit. Yeah. Like I turn it, I like with Hannah, right? It's like I wake up, like I have to prep, prepare like what she needs for the today, and then what I need to pack for today to go to school, and then what she need, what I need. That keep me running, like because we short in amount. We have we wake up like an hour before we get on the roll, so I have to run get coffee get food get all that stuff together and then hannah just jump in the car and then we go and all that mm. that just like keep my it's like boost like a, a kick for me to go in too yeah and whenever class is boring i just sit in back and like relax myself whenever class is like so exciting dude i'm gonna dominate that fucking class for no reason 
I just like kick, kick, kick. Like I don't sleep just for relax. I relax so whenever that is you not. Relaxes whenever you let them relax. Yeah. Yeah. That's hmm. dope. That's actually really good. You you can so, just start it and you just stop it. Like I just turn into a habit somehow. Click on that relaxation. I've heard a lot of a lot of your life. I've heard a little bit of your life. I feel like I haven't heard any of your life. What's going on in in your world, Tim? Um, I mean, we're sitting oh. in this dope ass house of yours. I'm I'm not sure if it's if, oh, if it's yours or who what the separation oh, yeah. is. There you go. It's yours. Boom. Yeah. That's huge. Um, what have you been up to? Work and creative wise, man. I mean, I haven't for like retrospect on the viewers who are still tuning in. It's going on. What is it? Two hours and almost two and a half. There we go. What time is it? Uh, Wait, you are actually help me out. Torrance has to go. You can take credit. Torrance has to go. Torrance goes to bed early. (laughs) (laughs) Torrance is like it's past. If you guys are gonna keep running, that's fine. I'm just gonna. I'm probably gonna dip out. Uh, Whatever you want, homie. I'm. I'm probably gonna really, really fast though. You're talking about the house and shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, this all started the 3D podcast. Mm-hmm. Started. Yeah, we were like, talking about it like two years ago, roughly. Mm-hmm. Let's just but say two years. Late There's 2020. Late 2020. Yeah, late okay. 2019. Late, late 2020. Late, yeah, late 2020. Yeah. Like November 2020. Yeah, gotcha. we were talking about that shit, and we started. Yeah. And then like I, I brought it up. I was like, dude, we should have a podcast. And like the next day, Eric's like, so I bought like these mics. <laughs> my mic. Hell yeah. It's like, you want to go half and half on this road fucking recorder? And I'm like, sure. And then we started. Yeah. There we go. Yeah. I love it. And then yeah. the house starting like, I would talk into Tim. Like when you start a house, you would have like a concrete start. And then you bought a house. Yeah. It was, I mean, it's all been part of a plan in a way. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. Yeah, I'd say the plan's been going on about three and a half years or so. Okay. Oh, so. you had to see Tim like a month in Ohio. He was working in iron. He had to like store set in uh, Ohio. Like 80, 90 hours a week. Just, just stack, stacking bread, just saving up for a house, basically. Kind of, yeah. But actually, with that time, I spent a lot of that money on uh, a good buddy of mine. He was down in life, so mm-hmm. I gave him about $4,000. Damn respect. So. Yeah. Yeah. Help your homies out who need help for sure. Yeah. Yeah. um, Yeah. Hustled my shit. Got a house. And then just like Torrance, quit a job. There you go. Now we're here. Hell yeah, dude. What have have you been doing creative? I mean, like I was saying, in in retrospect, I haven't seen any of you guys in the the same room here probably since PSA. So. Holy shit. Oh, yeah. That is, you know, I was just thinking about that and I was like, it's like WCC. And then I was like, no, like. I saw them on PSA and I was trying to think Dude, of another PSA, set, that but a, like, that, was that was a milestone. I swear. Wait, I think Trey should be a regular guest. Yeah. Well, I, a regular guest. I got another well, podcast he, he, to he's run. A busy dude. I, I got another podcast to run. I got yeah. a dropcast where we've been slacking on some guests and stuff. So. Oh wait, hold up. We we can actually merge both of them together. Do a little a nice collab podcast. Collab. I mean, yeah. that's that's pretty much what bringing John here is. Is Dude. that's pretty much bringing the 3D the dropcast drop to the yeah. Ooh, I like the ring of that. <laughs> the three D dropcast. The three D dropcast. I missed yeah. that part. Yeah, that's, that's, that's fresh. That's a little ring to the ear. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do a little chromatic abbreviation on the logo. You know. Oh boom, boom. shit. <laughs> Lawrence has to get out of here in a second. Yeah, yeah, man. Go to bed. What time do you go to bed normally? Like nine thirty. Like I'm usually nine thirty. I'm usually knocked out by this time. Really? And then I'm up by four thirty. Cause um, you, you're r- real quick before you dip. Run me down your schedule. You're hitting the gym at nine or at like at four in the five morning. Five a.m. I'm in the gym. Do you hit double gym days? 
no. Okay, no, I was no. gonna say I, yeah. you are a different breed. If I'm, that was. I'm tempted some days, but like I know I gotta recover, so I can't like I can't hurt myself by doing that. I'm in constant pain, by the way. Like every I, joint hurts, <laughs> so it's I don't want to keep. I've been stress. I've been seeing your journey and from the the torrents I knew in WCC and the Dude, torrents that you're standing here now. It's like it's damn. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, so I yeah. need to I need to do the same. I'm sitting here looking at looking at you like holy fuck i need to go to the gym yeah. that's why i wear nothing but joggers and sweaters man because anything else is just belly. it's just pain uh <laughs> no so like 4 30 i'm up um by 5 5 15 i'm in the gym i'm in the gym till about 7 um by 7 15 i'm home i'm cooking dinner dinner breakfast i'm in the shower i'm taking a shower if i have any houses my houses start at 8 a.m to 6 p.m so if i have any houses that's when i'm that's when i'm working yeah i have one accounting class wednesdays so that's tomorrow and then that's at six but um hey, don't forget about the garage the what the garage what do you mean it's, it's there in yeah see if we got any free time yeah um because taking people in there doing shoots and shit Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You guys got a little studio set up in there, yeah. don't you? Yeah. You guys sometimes run the podcast in there, don't you? We do. Yeah, we did ours with uh, John. JD. Uh, yeah, nice. John, yeah. JD, yeah. The camera cowboy, as he likes to go by now. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, but, um, yeah, we were out there, but it's, it's been chilly out there. Makes sense, yeah. Got a couple space heaters, but. Well, we, turn it, we would return it in summer, right? There you yeah. go. Sorry, That's yeah. dope. We have a new table because that was our old table, that little one. Yeah. And it was just really low. And you always start your back leaning <laughs> every, over. Every single sense. podcast, we're like, yeah. yeah. Oh, I but, feel that. I feel well, that. when I'm back, I'm probably making a new one. Well, let's let so, let's let Torrance here yeah. go night night, and we Torrance, can uh, we can wrap up go. here too. Oh, uh, my, I do a tip at the end of all these podcasts. Or run it, when plug I, it. When I'm done. Uh, so tip for the day is. Uh, don't let your emotion. Don't be controlled by your emotions. Control them. You know that's pretty much it. I'm speaking. Every single tip I give is just from something I've been ruminating on. So I love that's it. just something I gotta say. Um, think before you speak. Um, you know your your reactions have impacts, and sometimes you can't take that shit back. Um, that's all I'm gonna say. Torrance is going to bed. I'm fucking tired. I'm out, guys. Boom. Positive vibes Boom. only. Positive vibes. Hell yeah. Positive vibes only. Boom. I love it. I love it. Follow the Instagram. Just saying. So, yeah. 229. Do we want to? Yeah, we can just call it. Yeah. Yeah. I want to see this hologram. (laughs) (laughs) Woo!